Alright, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. It is just me. It's just your old Uncle Marty. Don't get your BVDs in a bind, your undies in a twist, your undies in a grundy as they say. It's just me. Good morning everybody. Welcome. Thank you all for joining me this fine Sunday morning. Um, as you know, we do service every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. And we are live from Beecher, Wisconsin. I'm your Beecher Preacher. I'm Marty Leeds. And we're going to talk about me today. That's right. It's all about me today. That's what this live stream is going to be about. So you're listening to the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. Put your hands in the, put your hands on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Let the Holy Spirit flow through you. Anyway, welcome to the church, everybody. Did you like that intro song? Really beautiful. That was by um, Uncle Larry, little Tommy Bukovac. If you guys are uh, musicians, guitar players, anything like that, and you want a great channel to uh, do some guitar learning, check out Uncle Larry. Uh, there's the channel, 501 Chorus Echo is the channel. This is pretty much the only thing I watch anymore. I don't watch like conspiracy videos. I don't tune into like any theology or philosophy. I don't read books. I don't do anything. I pretty much just watch good old Uncle Larry because the guy is awesome. Great guitar player. So awesome intro there. So that was by him. All right. Thank you all for joining me today. Uh, if you are watching this on BitChute, Rumble, or Odyssey, we'll be getting Odyssey up hopefully this next week or two. You can thank ContentSafe. Thanks, ContentSafe. Everybody say thank you, ContentSafe. We are streaming streaming to YouTube and Rockfin, and of course you can get this <coughs> little podcast on all of the podcasting places, uh, whatever, Apple Music and Spotify and all that other stuff. So you can also get this at the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac app. Yes, you can get the app on GnosticAcademy.org. There's a little tab on the top. You should totally get it. It's a great place if you want to meet other Flat Earthers. It's a it's a Flat Earth app. You can, I mean, it teaches you about Flat Earth, but then you can actually, you know, uh, get together with people that think the same thing and then talk. So it's great. It's um, really a social media app as well. So, uh, you can get it there. Sunday sermons are there, and they're um, they're for your enjoyment. Ginge, Ginge, come on now. You're already disturbing the church service. Um, to let you guys know, also I did a show with Mr. Uh, Topher Gardner. If you guys missed, if you know Mr. Topher, he's fired up his podcast again called Biochrisma Podcast, and you can get that at topherhq.com. He and I had a conversation um, about math and music and myth and constellations and I don't know what else we talked about but it was really good so if you want to go show him some love that just went up I think this morning so go uh, right there Topher HQ and also tonight I will be on Vibrant um good morning everyone 57 here good uh, I'm gonna be on Vibrant tonight with Mr. Um, Chance Garten is his name his name is actually Chance Garten not Chase anything so you can go there tonight. I think it's at 8 o'clock tonight, Central Standard Time is when it is. I hope so. That's what's on the schedule. So we'll be talking about all sorts of good things. We'll be sharing baking recipes. Um, you know, that's the kind of thing that we talk about. Tonight at 7 Central? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that'd have been an hour late. You'd have had to do like an hour by yourself. So, okay, 7 tonight. So my bad. So if you want to go check that out, should be good. Um, so yes, uh, let's do some thank yous. Just want to say uh, thank you to Jeremy Hines over on Rockfin there, brother. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Just got a fat tip this morning. And who else we got here? Let me just say thank you. Jason Reed, thank you so much. Listening here this morning instead of ScrewTube. Thanks, Marty, for your work. Thank you, Jason Reed. Yes, if you can get on over to Rockfin, that'd be great. Um, so yes, thank you, Jeremy Hines. Happy rising, my brother. I appreciate you, Jen, Amor, and everyone contributing to the work. Not mine. I don't own anything, Mr. Hines. I don't own shit. 
So it's the work. Much love as always. Thank you, Mr. Hines. Okay, so let's get some other thank yous out of the way. Matthew K., Jackie Traverson, thank you so much, Jackie Traverson. Yes, we're going to probably come stay with you for a little bit when we come down to Missouri. We've planned our trip. That'll be at the end of the month. So if you could put a couple ne'er-do-wells up, that'd be we'd be appreciative. Mar, Rachel Everson, Gareth Turner, thank you so much. Ashley Knopp, J Jamie Greeley, Foundering, thank you, Foundering. Uh, used his uh, couple tracks from him last couple live streams and didn't ask him, and he didn't fuss over it. So thank you, Foundering. Deborah Stille. The Styles, love you, girl. T. Roof Seeker, Carrie Musgrave, Mimi M. Lion lays with lamb. Yes. Uh, Andrew Masonette, Heather Lindsay, Eric C. Luca Andrietta, Stella and Krupa, Janine Grassi, Alicia Crowfoot, um, Allison Flynn, Shannon Seal, Kristen Hanna, Matthew, Dan and Boyer. Welcome. I got your email this morning. Welcome to the church. Glad you found us. Whiskey, thank you so much once again for your support. Once again, thank you for um, your presence. I'm um, glad you found us. It's a great group, isn't it? Learning some shit, aren't we? That's right. So thank you so much for your support. Daniel Hager, Dave Messenger, Daryl McGraw, and everyone who has purchased a pre-sale of the new book, Scripture in the Stars, we received our final copy. So this should be uploaded. I'm thinking I'll upload it today and start processing orders tomorrow. Definitely processing orders sometime this week. So uh, once they process, usually it takes a few days to process, then they start shipping out. So um, we will start shipping this out next week, Hopefully by the end of the week it'll start sh actually shipping out and then it takes a little while just because shipping is costly and it's DIY publisher and all that other stuff. So, But we will finish this up today so you should be getting your copies this month. So I really appreciate everyone who has purchased a pre-sale. We've done I think over 130 orders now, which is amazing, which is amazing. I think, I mean... You know, we only I only sell a couple hundred books, guys. <laughs> Just so you guys know. I mean, even over the years, it's been it hasn't really been that much. So to release a new book like that and actually have that much support is really great. So thank you everybody who did the pre-sale. And then I also saw that um, this fellow was here. That's right, Mr. Smallax is here. Thank you, Mr. Scott Blair. Received your um, donation this morning. I thank you so much. All right. Let's do a prayer, shall we? Shall we do a prayer? Okay. Dear Father God, you desire peace and unity and encouragement for our body of believers. Help us, Lord, to pursue what makes for peace and for building one another up. To pursue the things you will lead us, you will lead to peace and unity. Give us discerning hearts to know your will and give us the courage to be obedient. Lord, we know that without you and your Holy Spirit indwelling each of us, we cannot do any of these things. But with you and your glory, grant our body peace and unity. Amen. Okay, so last Sunday, we talked about... Um, 70 watching, thank you all for joining. Last Sunday, we talked about what does it mean to be a Gnostic? And I discussed you know, what we teach here as far as Gnosticism is concerned. Um, what the, you know, what I teach, what I preach, the perspective that I share, you know, just went over, you know, what it really means to be a part of this church, what we believe, the, the tenets, that sort of stuff. And so today, um, I figured I would do, um, you know, I'm going to do this once and I'm never going to do it again, but I'm going to talk all day about myself. Okay. So this is episode 49 of the Sunday service, and this is getting to know your minister, getting to know who Marty Leeds is. And so that is what we're going to do today. So this is all going to, and I promise I'll do this once, 
and then I'll never do this again, okay? It's just people have, over the years, have asked a lot of questions. Like, who are you? What gives you any credentials to do this? Why are you starting a church? What is, what's your trajectory? Where, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I figured I would just spend this Sunday, you know, going through all that. And so basically, so I never have to talk about myself again. I don't like talking about myself. I don't. I try to, I try to stay away from actually even addressing anything about me personally, unless it's like a personal anecdote that I can share or an experience that will help you. Um, otherwise, otherwise, I don't really like talking about myself. It isn't about me. This isn't about me. This isn't about, you know, this is, this is about the work. This is about the knowledge. This is about, you know, aligning ourselves with the will of God, that sort of thing. So it isn't about me. Um, in fact, just so you guys know, I don't, just so, just so you guys know the, where I come from, I don't even put my name on my books anymore. These are my books. I don't even have Marty Leeds on any of them, if you guys know. In fact, several people asked me about that. So I was like, so when I released the new book, it's like, oh, you didn't put your name on there? I was like, well, it's got really nothing to do with me. It's really about Christ and the knowledge and stuff like that. So who gives a shit? Who wrote it? Is it true? So that's what it's about. So, um... And so this live stream is going to be the most narcissistic thing that I will ever do. I'm going to talk all day about myself and just explain to you who I am, why it is I'm doing this, where I come from, why I take the perspective that I take, and then we can move on with life so I never have to do this again. So, uh, so thank you all for humoring me today. So you guys know some upcoming sermons that we're working on. First off, we're going to do chapters on, uh, the, in the books here. So we'll do a bunch of chapters from Pi in the English Alphabets, Volumes 1 through 3. And we'll also do some chapters, of course, in Scripture and the Stars. But uh, we'll also do things from Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a bunch in here that we're, we'll, we'll cover yet. Some things I've already covered, we'll go over again. We'll do entire live streams on it, that sort of thing. So, um, just, But just these are things that are planned for the year. Okay, so just to wet your whistle to what's coming up. So uh, we're, we want to do Genesis Revisited, going over probably the first chapter of Genesis and then go into maybe one, two, three, something like that. Um, Adam and Eve, the flaming sword again, serpent, go over all of that. So um, Book of Matthew, uh, Antonio Azra. Thank you, my brother. Thank you for the five euros. Uh, Book of Matthew, we'll, we'll start that next week. We'll do chapters three and four, then we'll take a break, do something else, and then come back to it. But we're going to finish up, this year we will finish up the Book of Matthew. So last year we did the Book of Mark, we will do the Book of Matthew this year. So we'll have done entire books of the Bible, line by line, letter by letter, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, as we do. So that's what's coming up. So next week we will do, I'm planning on chapter three, I'm already getting it together. So I was going to do this that this week, but then I was like, no, let's talk about me. So, uh, teach your children well is another one that's coming up. I'm going to give you things that, in, in my perspective, we don't have children. We'll talk about that today. Um, we don't have children, my wife and I, but I want to give you guys, so, uh, you know, maybe I'm not qualified to do this, but I would like to give you guys some things that I think, some foundational stuff, some elementary stuff that you could teach your children to get them interested in things like this sort of thing, like the esoteric and the mystic and the occult and and sacred geometry and number symbolism and finding it in nature and cosmology and just give you some key things about that to teach your children. So uh, God gave another one called God gave you all the tools you'll need. Basically just understanding is audio is audio different today? Is it too loud? Is it too quiet? Am I distorted? Is it? Let me know. Okay. Um, so, okay. 
Sorry, um, got to give you all the tools you need. Basically, just looking at the fact that literally the human being and the experience that we have within that experience, God gave you everything that you need to come to understand who you are, what you're doing here, and essentially how to get home. Echoey like you're in the bathroom? Really? It's a little bright, but it's fine. It's a little tinny, but it's all good. Oh, okay. Here. Let me turn this down. Okay. Maybe that's better. Sorry, guys. Good sound. Okay. Cool. Sorry. I'll, I'll move on. Sorry if I'm a little tinny. Um, we'll fix it in post. We won't. We're going to do the tarot deck at some point. We'll probably do a few um, live streams Sundays in a row and detail at least the major arcana of the, the tarot deck, the 22, 22 cards. The Cosmic Egg, which I know that uh, Mr. Chase over at Interforce Podcast, he'll love that. The Cosmic Egg. Probably the Book of Revelation. I don't know if we'll get there. Much better. Much better. Krupa. Thank you. I don't know if we'll get to the Book of Revelation this year. It's something I do want to cover. If we do start it, we are going to finish it. That's a, that's a tall order. That's a very tall order. That's going to take a lot out of me to go through that thing, but I'd like to do it. I want to do chess, compasses, and square. The Egyptian sunrise of creation. Ezekiel's wheels. Uh, one called the alchemy of baking bread. Uh, I want to do a Q&A. Revelation is huge, yeah. Um, and then the Rosicrucian tradition. And then also, what do you want to see? Send me a message. If there's something particular that you would like me to cover, then I will do my best to cover that if I can, if I know enough about it or I'll, I'll try to study it or whatever. So uh, also uh, just a few things here. The next book I think I'm going to work on, I'm, uh, it's still up in the air yet. So if you guys have any better ideas, but the next book I want to work on is The Tenets of the Order. Make a small, literally just like a little booklet, 40, 50 pages about what I teach, what this church believes, you know, as far as a lot of the stuff we covered in the last live stream, just go through and do a bullet point of the tenets of the order. This is what we believe. This is what we share, you know, blah, 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 blah. So a uh, small book, pretty cheap too. I'm sure we'll do as tenets of the order that you can carry this around and be like, well, what does, what do you Gnostics believe? And they'll be like, well, this here, that's what we believe. So that's something that we uh, talked about. So um, moving on, just a few more things. Uh, this the end of this month, we're going down to Missouri. We're going to go see Perspective 96. We're going to go uh, hang out on Jackie Traverson's porch and then hang out with Chase over there. And so we're going to go look for land. And the whole purpose of looking for land is to eventually, well, number one, first get ourselves set up because, you know, we have to live. So we want to, uh, we're looking at getting a yurt, getting a piece of property and trying to get something big enough that we can first, uh, first thing to do would be get another yurt. And that would be the church. So we would have an extra place to, just an extra year to go to, but also a central place that we could hold physical services. So I will be doing this in front of an audience would be the, you know, the goal. Well, however big that audience is, four people, sure, that's cool. Um, and do it live just as we do, uh, same sort of thing, but then, like I said, um, have some people there. So, um, but we are also going to, and the whole point would be, to eventually have, um, you know, a gathering, gathering to a year, have some campouts, maybe do some sort of, you know, this is all up in the air. It's all subject to change, by the way. This is a sort of caveat there, subject to change, but maybe some sort of work share program during the summer. If somebody wants to come down, help work on our property as far as like, you know, gardening and that sort of stuff, and then, you know, trade for books and that sort of, whatever it is, you know, we'll sort of work on that. But you know, we want to get this just off the internet, you know, we want to get it in the real world. So that's what we're 
going towards. That is my goal. That is what we uh, intend to do. I also want to build a library there. So the first, the first, you know, the goal once again is the first yurt that we get. Get that thing set up, and then literally just line the thing with. Uh, bookshelves and start building the library. I'm going to give my entire library to the church. Um, if moving forward, everything will be done for the church. You know, really, that's what it's been the last year. So if anybody wants to donate their books or they've got some books that they want to send or, you know, donate to the library, build a physical library, not having everything on phones and stuff like that. So if this thing ever goes down, it's like, no, just as I said, I want to continue the tradition, that mystery school tradition. And one of the things is keeping, you know, keeping up the tradition with um, the literature, you know, passing this literature on. So that would be a very big uh, thing for us. That would be the, one of the first things that we'd want to do is build that library. So a place that we could go to gather, a place that we could have, um, you know, gatherings, a place that we could go to gather and commune for an actual physical Sunday church and also start building that library. And the first thing I'll do is I'm going to give all my books to the church, the academy, so that when Jennifer and I are dead and gone, we pass this on to whoever we want to pass it on to um, and keep the thing alive. So this thing isn't just, you know, some stupid fucking YouTube channel. Pardon my language. So, um, that is the goal. And when we do build um, this church, um, you know, I mean, the whole, po uh, let me say this, the whole point in our lives is really at this point is to be a conduit for God, which basically just means truth. We're concerned with truth. We live in a world full of lies. We live in a world full of deception and misinformation and disinfo and ignorance and things like that. And we're dedicated our entire lives to Helping that cause, helping, not helping the cause, but helping, you know, um, educate and educate on all of these topics, spirituality, things like that. So that's what we want to do is be essentially a conduit for God. So that's what the, that's what the church is all about. Okay. And, um, so yeah, so there's that. So, um, also we are going to, you know, online, I said this last, you know, live stream that the church is open for everybody, right? Anybody can stop in. You got to be an adult though. You're not going to agree with everything that Marty Leeds has to say. Marty Leeds might not get everything right. I can guarantee it. Don't. I'm a human. I'm fallible, right? You don't have to agree with everything that, you know, that we say here. That's fine. That's no big deal. The church is open to all, right? And so, um, but you have to be an adult. You have to be there to learn. You have to appreciate the community. You also have to promote the community. The whole point is to help out each other. That's the whole thing. It's not about, you know, this isn't about money or building something huge. We want to build the community in which people that come here are happy to be here. To live as Christ taught us. Who is saying this? See, here, Dale Stevenson. Here I am rambling, but blah, 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 blah. I could have just said that shit. That's what we want out of people, to, to live with that light of Christ and to exemplify that in your actions and when you're here and to appreciate and help one another. And if somebody does have a question, and I'm terrible with this, by the way, I'm actually yelling at myself here, is to not lose your shit, have some patience, be calm and try to walk people through it. So anyway... So, the, so, so when we do this, so the live thing, you know, when we're online and things like that, everybody's welcome, but you gotta, you know, you gotta be an upstanding person. When we have the church there, it's not going to be open for everybody. Just so you know, we will treat it as a Masonic, just like a Masonic lodge. We will treat it as an order. This is our lodge. This is our church. We're not just going to open the doors and let anybody in. No, we're going to do a private membership association. The lodge is not open to all. 
Our physical church will not be open to anybody that shows up. You're going to be part of the church. You'd be like, no, I want to be here. I want to support this community. I want to make sure that this thing stays open and, and it, it is passed on to that next generation. And that's what I'm going to work for. That's why you want to join the church. So it will be a private membership association. There will be dues. And I don't know what those dues are. Maybe it'll be a thousand dollars a year. Maybe it'll be a dollar. I don't know. But the point is, it's not about money at all, but it's about like, hey, you have to show that you actually want to be here. You actually want to participate. You actually want to learn. You actually want to help people. You want to, you have, you watched the last sermon and you're like, yeah, I agree with all that. Yes, I am into simplicity and minimalism and community and family and homesteading and, and educating. I'm all about that. Let's go to buddy's place kind of thing. So, so you, y'all are welcome, but y'all can't stay. That's kind, of, that's kind of what I'm saying. The lodge is not open to all. We will be very discerning about who we let into our lives. It's that simple. So if people are like, well, they, they kicked me out. Well, we probably kicked you out because you were a dickbag. Okay? We don't allow dickbags in. So it's just, and we'll actually write that in the tenets of the order. That'll be, that'll be number 33. No dickbags allowed. So anyway. So that's, that is the goal. That's what we're, um, our whole future is, is to do, is to literally try to help educate mankind. That's, that's what our goal is. So, okay. Um, my experience and no bags of dicks allowed. See, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Rachel Everson, last laughs. Yeah, see, I can make you laugh, right? Um, so my experience in credentials. I want to talk today about once again, like how I got here, what it is, why, why it is I'm doing what I'm doing and why I'm experienced enough and credentialed enough to even be a minister in the first place. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. So first off, I am a actual licensed minister. Not that that means anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a piece of paper. I didn't, you know, I don't actually like hang this on my wall or anything like, look, I'm a minister of the Universalist Life Church from Modesto, California or whatever. Um, thou shall not be a dick. That's number, that's number 34. Um, so yes, I am a licensed minister and I have been since April, 2017. Actually, I think it was before that. So I've been, I don't, maybe that's the time. Anyway, I've been a licensed minister for five, six years or whatever it is now. So, and, um, I did that because not because I'm like, have any allegiance to the universalist life church, whatever, like I don't even give a shit. I don't care. I don't know anything about that church. I don't care. Um, but I did it because I actually was taking, even back then, I was taking this work very seriously. And I don't call it my work. I call it this work. Because I don't own anything. I don't possess anything. Mine, mine, mine. It's why I always say, people that was like, oh, did you, the Marty Leeds cipher? That's not my cipher. That, I don't own that shit. That is everyone's. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I don't call it my work. It's this work. Uh, but I, I, taking it, taking it very, very seriously. In fact, I've taken... The pursuing um, teaching theological and philosophical that sort of stuff alchemical ideas all that sort of stuff math blah 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 I've been taking it very seriously as far as far as it's like I considered it my life's directive since I was about 32 years old okay so when I, I basically was like oh this is what my I had a broken relationship that I was in for 11 years and about six of them were terrible and I should anyway the point is after that one of the reasons it separated out of many was that I was undergoing a very deep spiritual um, transformation. And I knew I was dedicating my life to this. And it was like, oh, God was like, oh, this is what, this is what you're supposed to be doing kind of thing. So 
Uh, anyway, so I have married a couple. Actually, I got a, I got the blessing to marry um, B. Strutt and Elizabeth there. And so that was the first. And it was just an online. We just did it via Zoom or whatever because we couldn't get down there. And they didn't do it. It was awesome. It was the first one I ever did. And they didn't do it. They didn't have like, you know, they didn't go to the courthouse or anything like that. They were just like, no, we just want to do this with an actual minister under God. And that's it. And it was beautiful. And I ended up crying afterwards. And anyway, um, so yes, I do. I have actually performed weddings. So I am a minister. So uh, congratulations, you two. Lovely picture. So... Um, okay. All right, let's move on. So, one of the reasons, so I, just so you guys know, I am credentialed. I am actually a minister, like licensed minister. I have married people. I have dedicated my life since I was about, I probably picked up my first book on like masonry and that sort of stuff since I was like maybe like 27, 28 years old. And probably then and before that, I had pretty much, I knew at that point, I was like, I was dedicating the entirety of my existence as any free time that I got was was dedicated to understanding theology, just eating it up and, and trying to understand God and mankind's place in it and what the what the purpose of Earth is and what we're doing here and all that other stuff. So I've been dedicated specifically to that pursuit since I was about you know for sure thirty two, if not twenty seven, twenty eight years old. So I've been doing, and I'm forty three now, about to be forty four. So I've been doing this a long time. I've you know let's just say I've been around the block, right? I'm just money from the block. I used to know a little, now I know a lot. Um, but in doing so, one of the reasons I am actually credentialed to do this is that I've missed the mark many, many times. I have missed the target as far as understanding philosophy, you know, making sense of the world, blah, 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 blah. You know, all this sort of stuff. I've missed the mark many times. So part of being credentialed, but like, you know, um, like if you were a higher up master electrician, that the reason that guy is a master electrician is because he has had years of fucking up. He's had many, many years of was like, oh, I didn't ground that thing. And this one, blah, blah, blah. And I shocked myself. That's what makes him good. That's because he's had the experience of screwing up. He's like, I know I'm not going to do that again. I'm just telling you that as far as these um, topics are concerned, that's me. I've had many, many times where I've missed the mark. And it's only by missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it, missing it. Then you actually know when you hit it. And so let's just say, you know, now I know when I hit the mark. And so that's um, just once again... Why I say that, you know, I've, I'm, it actually gives me some credentials. I've lived a, a, a pretty uh, experienced life. Let's just say that. We're going to talk about that as well. So, um, also, I've done conferences all over the world. I, I'm doing this. Many people have known me for many, many years. There's some people here that have just, you know, they caught on last month. They're like, who is this guy on YouTube? Like, just so you know, I've been doing this for online since November of 2011. And so, and been doing it before that. So uh, I've, I've done, you know, conferences and public speaking and that sort of stuff literally around the world, not all over, but uh, I did River of Stars in, uh, it's upper left there, in Hawaii 2015. That's where I actually uh, met Jennifer and they didn't invite me back to that one. And so then I did Lightning in a Bottle and that was what, 2001 was that, 18 or something like that? I forget when it was. Anyway... 16 or 17 something like that and so lightning and about and so then uh i did that and then they didn't invite me back to that one and so then i did i did the free your mind conference in 2013 spoke there and they didn't invite me back to that one and then i did i actually toured across canada and did the modern knowledge tour in 2015 spoke at five or six different cities 
and um, yeah, did the presentation there, and that went really well. You know, met tons of great people. People asked tons of great questions. It was a really great experience, honestly. Loved Canada too. That's when I really fell in love with Canada. Um, and they didn't invite me back to that one either. So did the Olympic Sync Summit in 2014. I did uh, Flat Earth International Conference in 2018. True Earth Mount Miru Summit. We just did that last year. Did the Flattoberfest for a couple of years. Um, yeah, would love to see you debate with Mark Passio. That's never going to happen. I'm actually going to talk about debates and things like that um, as well. So, uh, so thank you, though, Trev. So, uh, just so you guys know, I've, like I said, I've been around the block a little bit. It's not, you know, this isn't my first rodeo is what I'm saying. Like, I've had experience of speaking in front of people, giving presentations, um, you know, writing books, that sort of, that sort of stuff. Um, and so, I've been, like I said, I've been doing this a long time. I began this venture online in November of 2011, and this is actually straight from um, one of the things that I've done over the years. This is from Pi and, Pi and T, Volumes 1 through 3, this, this right here. One of the things I've done over the years, and this is on the opening page, is literally just spent my entire writing career putting out a bunch of ideas, finding out what was right and what was wrong, retracting the stuff that was wrong, and then moving forward with the stuff that was right. That's literally been my entire trajectory, my entire career. I treated theological discussions and a venture into this world the same as I would with science. It's like, oh, well, I thought this at one point, and this, and this, and this, and then it turns out I could prove that this, and this, and this, and this were wrong. So what did I do? Did I hang on the things that were wrong and be like, ah, pride, ego, blah, whatever. No, I was like, well, those were wrong and stupid. I guess I'll move on and find out what's right. That's been my entire trajectory, my entire career since turning this baby on in 2011. So my effort and aim throughout this journey has been to make an open and honest exploration through these highly mystical or anagogic subjects and topics. A work that would no doubt require revision, re-examination, and updating as more information came to light and as my knowledge of these subjects grew and evolved. What you're watching right now, and if you've been tuning in for the last you know, 10 years, that's what you're watching. Somebody whose knowledge of these subjects have grown and evolved and have been teaching it and been vulnerable the entire time. So, my trajectory from day one has been to constantly seek the genuine, admit the errors and mishaps I've made along the way, use those blunders as a stepping stone to a higher understanding, and constantly, constantly keep my eyes on the holy light of truth. That's what we're doing here. That's what I've been doing for many, many years. Um, if, if somebody else has any sort of criticisms about me or what this church is, anything like that, just so you know, they're not being honest with what I'm doing at all. Okay, whether it's being straw manned or criticized, whatever. That's just so you know. I've been completely open, completely honest, completely vulnerable for over ten years. And if you can't accept that or at least admit it or recognize it, then I don't there's really nothing I have to say or discuss with you. Okay? I'm not gonna do this for ten years, lay my heart on the table, and then somebody come along, completely misrepresent what you say, and then smash your heart against the table. I'm not fucking into that. I'm not doing it anymore. So this has been my effort for the last 10 years of writing, presenting, lecturing, and preaching. And my own spiritual and personal growth has bloomed because of this great work. And so that's what you guys have been watching, is me undergoing what would be considered the alchemical great work. So, in 2018, I launched the site. Um, 2018, I launched MartyLeads33.com. And the reason we launched that was because I was getting terminated from the YouTubings. So at the time I was terminated from YouTube, um, 
I had maybe 55,000 subs or something like that, you know, and at that point I was being censored as well, like, you know, they were messing with the sub counts as they do, you know, it's not, everybody's victim to that or whatever, so it's no big deal. Um, but anyway, so I, you know, I knew that thing was going to be terminated because of some of the things I was talking about, so we launched the site. And so, um, and so, yeah, so martinleads33.com. So we had that up for a few years, and then in the last year or two, 2021, 20, 22, around that time, we decided to go to gnosticacademy.org. Uh, and that's because we literally decided, well, we're going to start a church. I had been doing, since I started, you know, um, I'll talk about this a little bit. I had been doing uh, theologically based stuff. Yes, I covered some conspiracy theory. Yes, I did some journalistic endeavors here and there and that sort of stuff. Yes, I've done a bunch of interviews and, you know, I did great interviews. Dr. Kaufman, Dr. Cowan, you know, uh, Leland Stillman, Karen B., uh, Levano Loma, Wolfgang Halbig, you know, did all those. But ma mainly my focus was always, and if you actually go back to my first video, it's always been theology. It's always been talking about God is trying to figure out and, and teaching people that connection that we have. That's what it's always been about. I was not a conspiracy theorist. Not that I didn't delve in conspiracies or understand that conspiracies do happen in the world. That wasn't my thing. I didn't give a shit, honestly. I thought it was interesting if conspiracies, you know, because um, conspiracies do ultimately lead to a theology. That's the biggest conspiracy. So, But when conspiracies crossed paths with what I was talking about, then yes, I felt it's absolutely necessary to discuss these things. But I'm not one of these, I don't know, like, you know, paranoid, delusional conspiracy people on the internet. It's like, oh, what's the next thing? You know, blah, 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 blah. It's just not, it was never my thing. That's not what I do. So, um, so yeah, so that's why we started the site. And, and the reason we started the church is because I was like, okay, yes, I've been talking theology all these years, but now it's time to really put the pedal to the metal. I'm like, no, now we're doing a church. Now we're going to have Bibles. Now we're going to have a Bible study. Now we're going to go over the you know, books of the Bible. So my concern anymore and really, ever, ever, really hasn't ever been was conspiracies at all. I was concerned with God. Still am. That's my concern. It's, it always will be. So, um, I want to talk about the website a little bit since we're on GnosticAcademy.org. I've never done like a, you know, a, an official sort of breakdown of what's on the site and things like that. So, we'll cover a little bit of that today. For people that are new that don't know that, yes, I've been around for 10 years and yes, I've done, I have a, a large breadth of work. I have a, you know, there's a lot that we've covered over the years. Let's just say that. Um, it's an extensive catalog of things that we've produced. And so if you're new, that seems like that could be very overwhelming. Like, ah, oh, where do I start, Marty? Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to just give you a, a, some insight here today. Um, but some, what I have on the screen right now is just some of my personal favorites that we've done over the years. Some videos that a lot of people seem connected to or some just some, some of my personal favorites. But um, if you do, you know, if you're on the site, you're new, I, you know, you might want to hit some of these videos first. Um, the Antichrist Rituals of 9-11 and Las Vegas Shooting, the, the Fall of Albert Pike, that one will take everything that you think you know about the Civil War and Freemasonry and race relations and just literally just boot it out the door. Everything that most people think, Pike, wasn't he a Satanist? Yeah, yeah I guess we'll, we'll find out how dead wrong that perspective is in that video. So that's, that's a video that's really changed people's minds. Uh, Squaring the Circle is another really great video as far as understanding Squaring the Circle. Deoculting Elon Musk, The Kabbalah of Man, four hours, but absolutely worth your four hours. Um, once again, most people have no idea what Kabbalah is. They don't even, they literally, uh, most people, 
don't even know that Kabbalah is sometimes is is related directly to math. That's that's most people just think it's like devil worship and I don't know. Anyway, great video. Remembering the Holocaust, the genius of the Mayan calendar, God is dog. That's one of my favorites. The Septenaries, a really good couple hour video discussing all the places in the world that you see the number seven. Andrew Mason at Bring Back the Whiteboard with Math. Maybe I'll do that, Andrew. Uh, Marty leads live at the Isabel Theater. That was when we did uh, the Modern Knowledge Tour in Canada. The Holy Bible is the Book of the Dead. That one's pretty good. We go into reincarnation, how the Bible is actually a, a, a book of the dead, not of the living in this sense. Uh, uh, that's Anyway, go into that one. Pretty good stuff. The Kingdom of Heaven is at hand. The Heliopolitan Mystery. That one's not a, fam not a very popular one, but one of my favorites. Vampires in the History of Blood. I want to say that because I don't want to get kicked off YouTube. Freemasonry, Jesus and the Jews, deocculting the auto industry. Those are some of the, the ones that I would highly recommend. Um, 110 watching. Thank you so much. So, um, those are my favorites. So, um, the, the site has the entire Mathematical Radio Hour. So, 289 episodes of the Mathematical Radio Hour. Everyone, uh, I think pretty much everyone except one or two is on there. The videos, so the original videos that you can see. We also have all the archives that were there. So somebody, Andrew, there was asking about um, the whiteboard videos and stuff like that. A lot of those are still there. So um, lecture highlights. This is a one that, you know, a lot of these are 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that. Short videos on some of the longer videos that we did, if you don't want to sit through a few hours, that highlight. You know, there's the Trinity there. There's the Kabbalah of Norse mythology. You know, there's, I mean, just a whole spectrum of things we've covered. Everything from Freemasonry, Jesus and the Jews, chicken or egg, the Eucharist, the Trinity. You know, I mean, we just go through and cover tons of different um, uh, topics. So... And this is all. This is all what you get for fourteen dollars for three months. I mean, it's 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 truly. It's like a it's like a occultist Netflix is really what it is. Uh, shorts. These are all the shorts. So just a couple minute videos that really cover some interesting topics. Everything once again from George Floyd to cloning Dolly and the blood of the lamb and Donald Trump is you know um, he, he likes the hippies. So you know all those videos. So uh, that's there as well. And also all the music videos. So all the songs that I've written, a lot of times I'll just write a song, I'll record it once on camera, and then pff, hardly ever play it again. That's usually what happens. So, yeah, fourteen bucks. It's it's it's, and we haven't changed it at all. And I have no intention to. So, but uh, all the videos there. So there's just tons of stuff there. There's uh, new releases. Uh, there's this whole start here section as well. So all the people that if you're interested in like, hey, I I want to know about some of this stuff. The start here button is really good. There's uh, we go over like the alphabet of the divine, looking at the numbers 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. We go over um, what it, you know, why is Gamatri important and the septenary cipher. There's a whole video on that. So, the yeah, the chipper guy's out, right? <laughs> so, um, anyway, there's lots of stuff. Um, and then, of course, we have the whole Sunday services um, that we do. So, um, that, that's all there. And so, highly recommend going there. And so they have music videos, so many people don't know, or a lot of people know, but some people don't know. Yes, I am a DIY musician. I do everything myself. I've recorded one record, like sort of semi-professionally, but everything else I do myself, record, mix, master, edit, write, play, everything. Piano, bass, guitar, sequence, drums, I do everything. Um, and I just do it for fun. I don't do it for, you know, I'm not trying to play Madison Square Gardens or anything like that. No one's doing a three-day run, you know, at, at MSG here. Okay, we just, uh, I just like playing music. I think, uh, I will say this, being creative 
in my life over the years and, and honing that craft, like this craft of songwriting and stuff like that, has been absolutely quintessential to developing my own spiritual life. Like I think creativity and, and developing your creative skills has a lot to, can, you know, especially when it's paired with understanding theology, can have a lot to do with opening the doors of theology, learning to play piano or learning to play guitar, learning to write a song, challenging yourself to write a song. Maybe like you just, you know, you're like, well, I've never written a song before and I play guitar a little bit and it's just, well, fucking write a song. Maybe it sucks. Write a shitty song. <laughs> do it. I've, t I've done it a lot. Trust me. So I've written, to, you know, so um, I just think it's, it's so important as far as like, once again, developing your um, spiritual life is, is, a, is a creative outlet. So I've made, um, so as you guys know, maybe you guys don't know, but I also have a song book and this is like 60, 60 some songs in here of uh, all original songs that I've written. So the lyrics and some of the chords and stuff like that. So I've put together a song book over the years of songs that I've written. And I also have 11 music records. So um, once again, most of this produced myself. It's all, it's all once again, demo, DIY stuff or whatever. But, um, you know, lots of, lots of good songs. So uh, just so you know, I am, uh, I've been playing in bands uh, for a long time. I've been playing like since I was like 15, I was, I've been in bands and stuff like that. So play lead guitar, you know, principal songwriter, singer, backup singer, uh, that sort of stuff. So this was, um, I only write shitty songs. <laughs> That's right. Any metal? No, I'm not. Uh, I can't do metal, draconian methods. I'm not. I can't do the down picking. I just can't. I'm too, I'm too much of a wank. So this is my old band. Once again, very narcissistic, isn't this? Just talking about me all day. So this is my old band, the Hebrew Music Company. There's me in the upper left. And um, so, yeah, we uh, played around. We actually had a booking agent. We had a van. The band uh, I was in called Jamelia. We did a tour in Alaska. Um, played all, in and around, like, uh, Oregon. You know, played, like, you know, everywhere. Salem and Portland and open for bands. And played a bunch of mainly original music. Um, the guy right behind me to the my left, on my left shoulder there, that's Andrew Hussey. Great singer-songwriter. Great dude. So much fun. And so I had a hoot, and that was up in Alaska. So yeah, so we've uh, so I've I've played um, in bands, and so you know I've I've been through that whole rigmarole, you know, not getting paid at the end of the night by the bartender, you know, the bar manager or something like that, rolling up to some gig, and everybody in the place hates you, and it's like ah shut the fuck up kind of thing. So um, anyway, so yeah, I've been I played a little music over the years. some fun how well do you play guitar <laughs> you know it depends on the day so okay so um yeah so i and i just want to say that uh, once again i wasn't in the for the longest time i was a that's what i did i was a rock and roll chasing skirts drinking way too much you know um drugs here and there guitar player none of it was never in my intention of ever starting a church start like being online being a youtuber I was a voracious reader for the longest time. I always 
pictured myself as being an, an author at one point, but I never thought that that was in the cards. I never thought I'd be a minister. Never, None of this was on the table at all. It was never as like, oh, this is what I want to do for a living. No. And so... Um, you know, I will, I will say this, like playing music over the years and having that connection, that like metaphysical connection to the other, you know, with this notion that you start with a blank page and next thing you know, you have this beautiful creation that's got melody and bridge and there's a solo. That whole thing is, that is a deeply mystical process to me. That's, that's how I experienced it over the years. Learning to songwrite and, and having connection, like nonverbal connection with musicians. Next thing you know, you're playing something like, where the fuck did that come from kind of thing, right? Over the years, I hyper-analyzed that, and I was like, what is that? What is going on here? And that was something that absolutely led me into um, focusing on spirituality and metaphysics and all of that sort of stuff was, was music. So it was a huge part of it, huge part of my un, uh, opening up as far as that's concerned. So over the years, we produced, uh, I've produced a lot of content. A lot of it's not even available anymore. <laughs> so... So you guys know, I did, um, I, I actually rewrote the Declaration of Independence and did an affidavit of status constitution. We put this together. This is not even available for print anymore. I actually made this available for about a year and then I put it out and I said, if anybody wants it, you can print it, you can sell it, you can do whatever. It's in the public domain. So this was all did public domain. I don't even sell it anymore. Um, every work that you see right here, I did uh, uh, first editions of Pi 1 and 2, and then did second editions of Pi 1 and 2, and then uh, the third volume, and then we, you know, we, we combined them all into this. So I've already done, I don't know how many versions of that book, two two or three versions, I guess, now. We did Pi the Great Work. That was my first book when I, when I was about 32, uh, 33 years old. That's no longer available. We did an entire DVD collection. Uh, we did the, the phone app. I had that made. And so that's that's uh, there for you. So um, that is, uh, you know, this is this is what we have. You know, this is what all those years of distilling, alchemically distilling down all this information, constantly being like, as I said, going through a process of finding out what's right, what's wrong, what's provable, what's not, what can we hang our hat on, what we can't. Going through and filtering all of that shit out, and and ending up what we're doing today. So that you know, now we have the new books. It was like, no, let's, you know. Now it's no longer, oh, let's explore this idea or consider this or conjecture here or, you know, that sort of stuff. Exploration here. No, no, no. Now it's like, now let's find out what's true. Let's hone in on what's true. Let's write it down. Let's teach it. Let's preach it. Let's put it in the hands of people. And that's where this whole trajectory, my whole life is, is, is you know, led. Okay? So, um... And so my every all of these books are they're not about conspiracies. They're not about the, the the happenings of the day. They're not about any of that stuff. They're about God, man's relationship to God, understanding God as much as we can, understanding those transcendental truths and putting them in an educational format whether that's sermons, podcasts or books so that you can teach this stuff to your children that this can be passed on. So, you know, my story was, you know, I started out a young punk guitar player, you know, that sort of thing. Yes, I was somewhat educated as far as like I, w I was really into reading. I was really into self-educating, autodidactic thing, that sort of stuff. Um, and um, anyway, I just had no intention of ever doing this. And so now that I'm doing it, it's just like, you know, that's why I kind of want to explain myself. This is not, I wasn't reared as some religious person. My parents never, you know, they were like, no, you figure it out, you know, kind of thing, which is, well, was such a blessing. Um, 
So yeah, that's where I came from. So once again, if you I curse too much and stuff like that, well, there's a reason. I used to play fucking guitar in bars, man. <laughs> okay, so um, also I produced uh, I don't know eight eight or nine documentaries now I guess. Um, and when I say documentaries, that's where I literally edit every second of the film, put music to it or whatever it is, and and actually cover one specific topic. Once again, I'm focused on theology, but occasionally. When, it, when I felt like it was necessary, I would do journalistic endeavors. Those journalistic endeavors would be things like, well, you know, like this. Like, um, you know, Dear Wolfgang, um, Frank Hill and the Ancient Mountain Builders of Wisconsin. Those were all, you know, basically me being a journalist. Like, oh, I'm going to go report on this. Uh, Pizzagate was the same thing. Um, some things I, there were some things that, that were wrong in the Pizzagate documentary, and then people harped on me. It was like, well, that was wrong. And it was like... Well, I didn't say it was right. I was a journalist. I was putting together a bunch of shit, being like, here, what is? what do you guys think? And I even said that. So so that's why I did Pizzagate. That's why I did Dear Wolfgang. That's why I did Frank's Hill. Um, that's why I did, in fact, The Kingdom of Heaven, or excuse me, The Kingdom of Hawaii versus Puna Geothermal Venture was a documentary I did in Hawaii. The reason I did it, I was being a journalist. I was like, oh, somebody needs to report on this. These people are scoundrels and a bunch of scumbags. And, oh, funny enough, they're from Israel. Interesting. There might be a connection. I'm pattern recognizing. Anyway, so we need to talk about the Jews, Flat Earth, English, Gematria, and the New World Order. The astrology of Book of Mark owes what we did this, this last year. So a lot of really good uh, content and, um, you know, documentaries for your watching. I would highly recommend it. I really love The Kingdom of Hawaii versus Puna Geothermal. Hardly anybody's watched that, but it's one, It's honestly one of my favorite documentaries that I've done. So um, so that said, you know, I did those journalistic things, that sort of stuff, but I am not a conspiracy theorist. I am not, nor ever have been, a conspiracy theorist. I don't go around theorizing on a bunch of conspiracies. That's not truth-seeking. That's theorizing. <laughs> no, we want to find theorems. We want to find proofs. Like, we don't need to go and question, like, and this is one thing that gets me all the time. People still throw, like, oh, it's the Masons and shit that did the, this. The, that's a conspiracy theory. It's like, oh, the Masons were behind all this. Guys, we have phone numbers, addresses, names of people that are behind all this shit now. You don't have to go into some imaginative realm and blame the Illuminati when the World Economic Forum has names and fucking addresses. <laughs> okay? That's called conspiracy theory when you're like, ah, it's the Illuminati, it's the Masons, it's this. We don't care about that. We want to find what's truth. We want to find those theorems. So, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Never have been. Don't even cover, hardly even cover conspiracy theories. And we don't anymore. And we're going to talk about that. Um, my entire focus has always been on theology. That said, there are some things that, once again, when you get into conspiracies, they directly are related to theology. Because the greatest conspiracies actually are. Like the Mandela Fuck Marty, yeah, exactly. See, I covered that once, and then I was like, I'm done. I'm not covering it anymore. What you, What's funny is that most people don't know... Um, Speaking of the Mandela Effect, I'll get back to the Antichrist here. What most people don't know is that there is actually a Mandela Effect that's going on. I'm glad you brought this up. And it's actually... So I'm going to be on Vibrant tonight, and his name is not Chance Garden. It's actually... His name... That's a Mandela Effect. Chance Garden... There's no Chance Garden. There's Chase Gardner. That's what his name is. And Chase Gardner is actually brothers with Chris Gardner. This is, these are facts. Okay? And they, are called the, they were called the Gardner Boys. They got, so Chase Gardner... And Topher Gardner, they grew up together as poor young black children on the mighty banks of the muddy Mississippi River. 
And this is all a, it's all a Mandela effect because his name isn't Chase Chance Garden, it's Chase Gardner. And he's brothers with Chris Gardner and they grew up as poor black children, learned to play the dobro and um, the lap steel at the tender age of five. And they actually had a record on RCA Victor, um, from the, it was called the Gardner Boys, a blues outfit, toured Mississippi, you know, Missouri, and it, they had a record called Slap and Sally All Silly. And these are facts, okay? So, uh, speaking of, okay, sorry. <laughs> that was my dumb joke, baby. Um, so, speaking of uh, Mandela effects, no, anyway. So, um, let's go back. So, when I cover conspiracies, besides doing a journalistic, you know, being a journalist, as far as like, hey, well, no, we need to talk about Sandy Hook, and so I'm going to go do a documentary on that. When I did uh, cover conspiracies, or if I ever do, it's because it's related directly to theology. Directly to theology. In other words, when I cover this stuff, it's like, hey, these people, when they do a false flag or a conspiracy or they pull some sort of shenanigans or whatever, that these are not just tricks to get your guns or whatever it is, right? That no, These are literally set up, the people that are behind these are specifically anti-Christ. And this is what I point out. What I mean is that these people hate Christ, they hate everything he stands for, Christ stands for all of humanity because he like died for everybody and all that sort of stuff, the sins and everything. So they are doing these things because they're anti-Christ and they're anti-humanity. And I point that out. Squaring the circle in the, cosmo the cosmological manipulation of our geocentric system. Literally using the, the math that you find in Christ to manipulate where we live. Cloning Dolly in the blood of the land. You guys remember Dolly? That was a, literally an anti-Christ ritual. The entire Covidians of the 19th, entirely anti-Christ. You find de-occulting the Big Lebowski. We did that. You know what was behind there? Jesus is called a pedophile in the film. You know what else is in there? Well, you should watch it. We do a, there's a, a lecture highlights of that. The Antichrist rituals of 9-11 and Las Vegas shooting. That one, both of those, go in in one video and show how they're both Antichrist. I would highly recommend that. Uh, vampires in the history of that thing. De-occulting the International Space Station. Go and show how that is specifically Antichrist. Not only are they show with that they're you know making fun of the fact that we don't know our cosmology, but they're literally creating that as an anti-Christ ritual. So when I cover conspiracies, I'm not some conspiracy that sits around and doomsday conspiracy. I'm not. That's not me at all. It's not at all. The only reason I've ever done gematria with conspiracies is to point out that they are specifically anti-Christ, and that's why I've done that. So. Not even a conspiracy theory, but because we deal with what we deal with, we have to cover conspiracies. That's just how it is. Um, the, oh, that's right. Okay. We'll let that go. Okay. Um, let's talk about what, let's, since we're talking about gematria right now, it was never. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's talk about Gamatria. Another thing uh, about me, uh, to let you guys know, is that I've never been... <laughs> How do I even say this? Um, let's start here. Most Gamatria is retarded. Let's start there, okay? So when you hear people that criticize Gamatria, right? On, and I've heard it a lot lately. I'm not going to bring up any names or anything, but... There's been people that are like, ah, oh, it's all autistic, they're retards, you didn't make anything fit, and, you know, it's like, it's all these issues that people have with Gematria. 
more often than not, more often than not, almost 99% of the time, I agree with those people. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of people out there that, you know, that you know, that you might even listen to, whatever it is. I'm not going to bring up any names, like I said. But that they're, you know, they rip on Gamacho. It's like, this is retarded. I agree with them. <laughs> so I'm in agreement with you. I think most Gamatri is retarded. Since day one of, of unveiling the Septenary Cipher, one of the first things I did was call Zachary Hubbard and say, you're full of shit. It's literally one of the first things I did. As soon as I caught wind of what this guy was doing, I contacted him and I was like, look, man, what you're doing is nonsense. Now, I knew this and I'm going to explain this, you know, my perspective. Um, what you're doing is nonsense. Now, after speaking with Zachary Hubbard, I realized, I was like, oh my God, this guy is a megalomaniacal, ego-freaking-maniac who's never going to admit that he's wrong or never going to see the you know, errors in his ways. So you just got to let it go. You realize that you're dealing with basically a sociopath, really, is what you're dealing with. So, Gamatria, so the problem I have with Gamatria and, Gam and all of this, whether it's four ciphers or 50 ciphers, I've had a problem with it since day one. I've been calling it out since day one. So if you hear, if you're listening to people and they're like, "Yeah, Gamatria is retarded," chances are the guy that writes books about Gamatria is going to agree with you. Okay? Yes, most literally 99. I would say this: 99.999% of Gamatria that's done on the web is retarded. I could say that about astrology. Forget about Gamatria. Most most people that do astrology, most of them are on a ball still. That's that's not some egotistical statement for me as a Gamatrician to come out and say, "Look." Most gematria is terrible. Astrologers could say the same thing, you know. Um, there's lots of avenues where people, whole, you know, wholesalers is full of nonsense. Gama the problem with that I have with the gematria people, right, is number one, they use, and we'll get into this, they use a billion different ciphers, whether that's 4 or 40, and I'll cover why. Um, why that's a problem. First off, when you do that, you're, um, well, let's say this, gematria is meant to be specific. Gematria is intended to be specific. Gematria is a spiritual science, so therefore it must follow the, the protocols of science. So what you have happening in the world of Gematria, and I've had a problem with it since day one, I still call it out. So when people align me with these people, I'm like, I'm not with them. They don't even like me. Okay, just so you know. So it's like this grouping every, all the Gematricians into one group. That's not what I do. That's not what's the truth of the matter. So our language is highly specific. We use this language to communicate our entire world to one another. We use it to tell her like where we live and look at our children and tell them that we love them or you know fix your car or do this. We use our language all the time to be hyper specific. So your language is specific. The how you spell the word heaven. How do you spell it? Is it H E H E A V E N? Yes, it is. Is it have two syllables? Heaven. Heaven. Yes, it does. Is right. So um. Does it have a specific meaning? Can you go to the definition of the word heaven? And there might be two or three meanings to it, yes, but do, do those have specific meanings? Yes. So everything about our language is hyper-specific, even the letters and how they sequentially unfold. What comes after A? B. What comes after B? C. Right? Everything about our language is specific, down to the phonetics, down to how you spell, the meanings of everything. Then you go into gematria, and what do you have? You have gematrinators that punch a word in, and then they get four different options of what the number could be. That's literally the exact opposite of what you're supposed to be doing in Gematria. Literally the exact opposite of what Gematria is intended for. Gematria is intended to be hyper-specific. Hyper-specific. Heaven 
equals 23. Earth equals 24. And there's a reason for that. I'm sure you can figure out why Earth has 24. <laughs> Number of hours in a day, whatever. But, so I do exactly the opposite of what these guys do. They go and they'll go to four or five different calculators and then find out whatever term that they want. Use that term to make their correlation or connection. I don't do that. I never go to the news and look up dates or this person who's 33 million that was given or this person died at 33 and then type a bunch of shit into it. I've never done that. I don't do that. I highly, ch I, I steer people away from it. I think it's garbage. I'm very staunch about it. I'm very strict about it. If people come into my Telegram group and they start touting these other ciphers, we will kick them out. And people have a problem with that and I don't because look, we're being honest here. So. This is the whole point is intended to be specific. Okay? What the what these people do is the exact opposite of that. They'll look at something, they'll punch into a calculator, at least get four different options of what they can connect to and then make their connection. Now, and so once again people have argued with this, but when you do that, when you apply four different ciphers to one language that's supposed to be super hyper specific, uh, the the syllables the, the the number of vowels and consonants how it's spoken the you know the, the you know the, the phonetics of course how it, you know it's how it's spoken what it means all of those things hyper specific then you go to the botrinator and it's this haphazard I'm gonna pull a number here from this and this and then just slap it all together when you do this and this is what I called out day one why because I'm logical I'm consistent and I'm honest <laughs> okay. When you do that, when you perform gamatria like all of these other people do on the web, literally all of them, what you're doing is engaging in numerous logical, fallacy, logical fallacies as soon as you type that number in, as soon as you type that word in. When you go to gamatrinator.com or you go to these four or five different, ten different ciphers and start punching a bunch of shit in and get a number, and you pick that number over the other ones, what you're doing is engaging in numerous logical fallacies. Numerous. I don't do that. Never have I done that. I've been against it. I've called the one guy out consistently. So what's happening right now is, and I've seen this with a bunch of people, is that I, and what we do here, am getting roped into this Gamatrinator shitstorm, which I've been calling out since day one. Literally since day one. I call them like, you're full of shit. You guys are always full of shit. You guys don't like me because I call you out for full, being full of shit. And I don't care. So when you go and take a word like heaven, and you go to gamatronator.com and you punch it into a thing and you get heaven and you get four different examples. That's called Texas sharpshooting. This is a logical fallacy, which means that if you're committing a logical fallacy when the first thing you do, the entire foundation of what you're talking about is bullshit. The entire foundation is a logical fallacy. And if you don't have a sturdy foundation, your house is going to crumble, okay? House is going to fall. So when you go type heaven into four or five different, 20 different ciphers and you pick one of those numbers as opposed to the other, what you're doing is committing numerous logical fallacies, which means you're not being scientific, you're not being consistent, you're not being honest. The Texas sharpshooter, cherry-picking data clusters to suit an argument or finding a pattern to fit a presumption. A presumption. This person died, was killed by the Illuminati Jewish Freemasons because he died on the, uh, he was 33 when he died. You had a presumption, you punched a bunch of shit into a calculator and made that whole thing fit. We don't do that here. I'm against it. I've never done it. I don't engage in that, and so why am I being associated with any of that? I shouldn't be. I still am, and that's just what you have to deal with. It's just, oh well, but uh, begging the question. This is what happens every single time those people, those gamatronators, punch anything into a calculator. 
begging the question, the circular argument in which the conclusion is included in the premise. They already had the conclusion when they punched that in. This is a conspiracy. This is all by the, the numbers. This is all a script. You already had that in your head when you punched that shit in. I don't do that. Never have I done that, and I've been against it since day one. So all those people that are roping me in with all these other people, you're, you're well, number one, knock it the fuck off. Number one. Number two, you're not being honest with me and what we're doing here. Number three, that's a straw man. So you're just as bad as any of these people. Okay. Special pleading. Moving the goalposts to create exceptions when a claim is shown to be false. Do you know how many times some people that Gamash and yours, especially Mr. Um, you know, not that I want to call him on last time I'm going to say his name. Hubbard there. Um, <clears throat> he's been shown that he made a, a, a prediction about literally people winning football games and stuff like that, made a prediction based on Gamatria, was found out to be dead wrong. People go back and say, well, what's up? You had the cipher and the clue and the script and everything like that, and it was wrong. And then when they just push the goalpost, well, blah, 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 and then they just ignore it, and then they push the goalpost. Happens literally all the time. I've been watching it for how many years now? Five, ten, whatever years. Uh, believing that they're the gambler's fallacy, ad hominem. You guys have seen this, right? Attacking your opponent's character or personal traits instead of engaging with their argument. People are like, oh, well, you know, Gamatria is retarded. Well, you're a flat earther. Well, you're bliss or whatever, right? That's not what we do here. Uh, straw man, misrepresenting someone's argument to make it easier to attack. This, this kind of stuff happens all the time with these people. I don't engage in it. I've been against it since day one. I've been calling it out. I, I, like, I don't use multiple ciphers. I'm very strict about why we only use one cipher. I even explained it last, last live stream. was like, that's part of my tradition. The septenary cipher. The number seven is part of my tradition, and I am going to uphold that tradition. And this, and anybody that associates me with any of this shit, you don't know what you're talking about. I have over 10 years now of distancing myself from this goddamn nonsense. So so just so you know, I'm going to make it clear. I'm going to say this this once, my little narcissistic live stream, and then I'm moving on. Okay? So lots of logical fallacies. We want to be... Uh, logic is a, a direct derivative of logos. Logos, the word, Christ. We don't want to be foolishness with Christ. <laughs> we want to be... We don't want to be... Uh, have a fallacy of, of Christ. That's what logical logos fallacy logos fallacy is all about we want to be truthful with the way the truth of the life so we're not going to engage in any of this nonsense and that's what it is and so when people rip on gematria and you can make numbers fit a bunch of stuff a lot of times that's true this is what they do and i'm completely against it i don't want anything to do with it i'm not associated with it they don't even like me they hate me they think i'm some special boy because i have whatever okay fine i don't care um, I will say this, I have no interest in speaking to anybody, though, that's just like, oh, numbers are stupid. Okay, I guess we'll see you on the other side. And that's, that's, you know, that's what this is all about. Gematria is common, let me just say this, and then we'll move on. Gematria is commonly defined as the ancient art of assigning numbers to letters to reveal a deeper, deeper, let me say this, let me stop. One other thing, Gematria is not about conspiracies. Gematria is not about conspiracies. Now, isn't to say there aren't conspiracies that are you know that have been encoded. I like I said, yes, there is entire ones that are specifically encoded and specifically, once again, highly specific, are specifically related to Antichrist. So it isn't to say that you know there isn't conspiracies when it comes to um, gematria and stuff like that. But gematria is not about conspiracies. Gematria is about understanding God, understanding how God is is literally imbued within your language. 
transcendental universal truths. That's what I mean. That's what it's all about. That's what we teach. That's what I write the books about. There's not conspiracies in here. There's not even, you know, I mean, maybe there's one in here because we cover skull and bones. I don't even talk about the conspiracy, though. I'm just showing you the map. No conspiracies. No conspiracies. No conspiracies. We don't do that. Gematria is about theology. Gematria is specifically a holy spiritual science so that you can understand better your relationship with God through your language, through the numbers. That's what it's about. Period, full stop. That's what we teach. And anybody else that's doing anything else has is no concern of us. I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't know what you're doing. I don't, whatever. It's got nothing to do. I'm a gematrinator. Okay, cool. Are you studying God? Or how close to you are God? Well, no, but did, did you hear that, you know... Uh, Bobby Brown died on the 33rd day after he had 33rd grams of cocaine after, you know, 666 days when Whitney Houston died or some shit. I don't care. So, gematria is a spiritual science, and we're dedicated to understanding the spirituality behind that science. And that's it. Gematria is commonly defined as an ancient art of assigning numbers to letters to reveal deeper meanings and significance to words. Gematria is a dance of numbers and letters, a perfect blend of magic and sensibility, a waltz of the miraculous and the practical, a holy marriage of art and science. Through the synthesis of numbers and letters, one is allowed a more profound understanding of the symbolic potency and spiritual weight of words, names, and phrases. Though the study of Gematria is assuredly a magical art and therefore requires creativity, just as I said, creativity is a huge part of understanding the Creator, um, though the study of gematria is certainly a magical art and therefore requires creativity to understand its encodings, it is not, as many suggest, some mere wordplay or flight of fancy ruse. And the people that actually believe that sort of stuff are insanely ignorant. So, just as words have a specific number of syllables, have specific phonology, have specific spellings, and have distinct meanings, the encodings found within gematria are intended to be just as specific. And that's what we show. So when I say, oh, Jesus Christ is a representation of the sun, then if I were to say that and make that claim, the scientific backing behind such a claim would be like, well, if there's math encoded in his name, it would have to point to the sun. Well, guess what? It does in multiple languages. And I would, and you, and you bring your, the, the, the best, what, never mind. Never mind. it does. I'll just leave it at that. Gematria is considered and defined as an esoteric science, and thus it is, it is to adhere in, in, incontrovertibly to the protocols of the scientific method, with those protocols being verifiability and repeatability. Creative exploration and concrete demonstration are the foundations behind the study of Gematria, and the merging of the polar faculties of human thought, the artistic mind, and the analytical mind are its goals. Gematria has been, so for people that are like, yeah, Gematria is retarded, or numbers this are retarded. Okay, just so you guys know, you, when people say that, they're calling people like William Shakespeare and Edgar Allan Poe retarded. Okay? I just want you to know that. So their high intellectual, scholarly, you know, high horse that they're on, yeah, Gematria is retarded. Okay, go say that to William freaking Shakespeare. Cool. So... Um, Gematria has been used for centuries, most notably, most notably by the Hebrews through the study of Kabbalah, though numeric cryptograms have been well established for both Greek, Arabic, and now e uh, English, and we may only assume that many other cultures have shared in the knowledge of this deep occult practice. Cryptology, that's what we deal with here. When people are like, ah, oh, you know, number, putting numbers to letters and, you know, all this sort of stuff, that's just nonsense. And this is like, that's cryptology. It's an entire study. This entire internet has been encrypted. 
crypto is literally an is literally an aspect of cryptology. So I find it hilarious that people are like, no, that's nonsense, blah, blah, blah. Our language isn't encoded or the Bible isn't encoded. But, you know, um, <laughs> Pornhub is, though. So they, they could figure it out, Pornhub, but they couldn't, the, the translators and writers of the Holy Bible, they couldn't figure it out, right? It's ridiculous. Cryptology is an entire study, and it seems like no one understands it. No one has ever ventured into it. And then when somebody has, like myself, and they'll be like, well, things are encrypted. Ah, retard. Cryptology has long been used in famous works of literature. It was popularized by some of the most adored writers of our time, including Edgar Allan Poe and William Frickin' Shakespeare. So I bring up cryptology. Coke, conspiracy theorist, number retard. William Shakespeare brings it up. High literary god. <laughs> See the position I'm in? It's, it's funny sometimes. Been dealing with this for 12 years. It has been widely declared by mystics of old that venerated holy books such as the Holy Bible and Quran are cryptic works with higher levels of wisdom and knowledge sacred within them. That's why we teach this. Um, okay, so we're going to do... Um, what is this? What is this person? Um, nah, bro, I'm leaving, bro. This is about racist stuff, but you just said it in your own mouth. <laughs> what about you? Because I think you're listening. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. So th those are the kind of people that are not welcome to the church. Okay, so... Um, <sighs> Maybe you, uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little commercial right now, for all the for all all of those that are suffering. Hi, I'm Marty Leeds. Will you be an angel for a helpless animal? Did you know that right now you can help rescue a scared, shaking, blind? disabled dog. Every day, dogs like Blind Willie McShakes go neglected. For less than 50 cents a day, you can help rescue Blind Willie from the bitter cold of the North. If you don't want to be a heartless monster, get out your checkbooks now and secure your salvation. Consider setting up a small monthly donation right now at GnosticAcademy.org. And do not let another blind dog starve and shiver on the cold. Do the right thing. Give us your money. GnosticAcademy.org Okay, there you go. If you would like to donate to the suffering blind Willie McShakes, you can go to uh, Cash App or BuyMeACoffee.com, Gnostic Academy, and you can donate through there, or you can go to GnosticAcademy.org and donate. You can buy a book, you can send a gift, you can donate, you can sign up at the site. You don't have to sign up at the site to be a member of this church. Let me say that again. You do not have to sign up or give me any money to be a member of this church. That's not required. There are no specific dues. Yes, there might be, like I said, when we do a PMA, but anybody that wants to show up here and be an adult and do some learning, you're welcome. You don't have to pay anything. The site is just for there uh, if you want to learn more. Otherwise, this service is absolutely free. We'll be free every Sunday, commercial free. So if you don't have any money and you still want to learn, you, you can. If you would like to keep this church going, 
it is only it only keeps going by your support period and it will only continue to go with your support and we're going to put it in the hearts and hands of the people so so donate you stingy bastards i'm just kidding anyway god bless you and everybody that's purchased the book and donate i really appreciate that so thank you all uh, everybody on rockfin so uh all right poor dog so um let's talk about this one uh, a few more things um bow energies bitches bow energies bow energies it means fiery preacher and yes i am a fiery preacher yes i curse and i'm working on that i'm working on it small axe i promise i am i'm gonna end up get you know all the money you give me i'm gonna have to put in quarters in your little your little curse jar and then i'm probably gonna oh yeah anyway um i'm a fiery preacher that's what bow energies means fiery preacher uh, I can get a little aggressive sometimes. I can get a little yelly. I can get, um, you know, I'm very passionate about these things. And as you guys, as you guys know, and so, um, yeah, I am, a, I'm, I get a little fire in my pants sometimes. And that's just kind of my personality. It's who I am. I, like I said, grew up as a, you know, young sort of punk rock kid, that sort of thing. And a lot of it comes from that. Um, I do have a very soft heart though. Um, you know, I can, I can get a little emotional at times. I will say that. But, um, you know, uh, I do this and I'm passionate about this and that sort of thing because I am very much in love with it. And it's changed my life in ways, like I said, that I had no intention of ever doing this stuff ever. And now I'm here and we're running a church and we got Bibles and books and stuff like that. So, you know, I just come from that background where I was like, I got a little fire in my freaking pants. And so that's, so I appreciate everybody that actually uh, gives me the... Krupa and Stella said, Blind Willie, I love and warm. Thank you, Stella. So, um, so I think, I think everybody that gives me a little leeway as far as that's concerned. Yes. No, I'm not the most, you know, you're not going to get my, like, oh, patient kind of thing. That's just not my shtick, you know? So you get what you get. But, um, it's, uh, if I ever get to get a little yelly or anything like that, it's, um, just so you know, it is out of love. I'm just a passionate person. That's all. So. And speaking of um, love and all of that, uh, I have my name is Kevin Ryan Martin McNally. It's not Marty Lee. It's, a lot of people know that. I'm not I'm not quiet about it at all or anything like that. But my name is actually Kevin Ryan Martin McNally. I actually have two pseudonyms, and that's Marty Leeds and Claudia Pavonis. And I'm gonna and a lot of people ask me why. Well, uh, so I actually I actually cut a book wrote a book about, and there's a few chapters in here about that, basically about my trajectory, where I've come from, where I got the names, that sort of thing. Just a short section in Peacock's Tales, The Alchemical Writings of Claudia Pavonis about that. Once again, that was kind of narcissistic, but I felt like I needed to explain myself. So uh, Marty Leeds is my, my given name is Kevin Ryan Martin McNally. I was born to my parents, Mike and Deb McNally in Wisconsin. And I'd given myself the alter ego Marty Leeds around the age of 19 or 20, rather unconsciously and organically. It just sort of happened. Um, I think I was with a bunch of friends and we were all sort of just giving ourselves these other names and it just happened. Uh, Marty is my second middle name, so my name actually is Marty. Um, and then Leeds is from a girl I was unabashedly in love with in high school. Um, and she, I think she's like a total mess now. I think she's like a feminist and like, you know, the whole bit. Anyway, uber liberal and all that. So, um, but I, you know, I fell unabashedly in love with her in high school and she was the first person to actually introduce me to like the poetic word. It's actually when I started getting into poetry and things like that. So it just sort of happened naturally. Um, I will say this, like when you go on a spiritual pursuit, a lot of times that you, uh, 
however it's happened, whether it's like the the church or whatever, like my sister, like my aunt, my great aunt, sister Monica. She her name isn't Monica. It's like Jennifer. I don't know what her name is. Maybe my mom is here and she knows. But you know, when you when she became a nun, they gave her this new name, and that's actually part of sort of a you know a spiritual journey is that you sort of like rename yourself or like you know in a rites of passage you get done and then you you get your Indian name or whatever it is that kind of thing. And I will say this, it felt like it was something like that kind of naturally happening. Um, even though I was young and I was full of, you know, poopoo caca. But um, it kind of felt like that. Like it was like, oh, well, you know, you're on this sort of other course. So um, so that's where that came from. And it just stuck. That's it. Um, I also said this, when, you know, in creating Marty Leeds allowed me to step outside of myself. It allowed me to go up into the balcony of the theater and look upon the stage of Kevin Ryan Martin McNally. It gave me a chance to see how the show was going. It allowed me to see if, when I was missing my cues or forgetting my lines or when I was phoning in my performance. It kept me on my toes and helped me fully realize when I was missing the, the part entirely. It also allowed me to, without any sense of ego, appreciate when the performance was good. Claudia Pavonis uh, actually comes from cauda pavonis. It's actually an alchemical term. And cauda means tail and, and pavonis means peacock. Um, so it's actually the peacock's tails, hence the name of the book, the Peacock's Tales. Um, in my first book, Pie the Great Work, that I wrote, I included quotes from myself in the book. So I was writing this big book, and I was including quotes that I had written that I just didn't fit within the story, within the text, and so I wanted to put them in there. And so then I ended up just putting quotes of myself in the book. And the guy that edited it, Scott Onstott, he wrote me and he, ex he exclaimed, it was like he kind of found it odd that I was quoting myself. He's like, that's kind of self-indulgent, isn't it? I was like, well, yeah, yeah, that's that's true, it is. So... Uh, his editing opinion was one I could have returned with disdain, but instead I embraced his advice. And it was in this moment that I let go of my ego and took direction of someone I had come to admire that Claudia Pavonis was born. So all these quotes that I had put in the text, I was like, well, I'll just make up another pseudonym. And in that, you know, was I was dealing with alchemy. I was dealing with the whole process of the alchemical uh, marriage being literally that you, within you is the ener is one energy. That energy is polar in a gender sense, it's understood as male and female, and that the whole alchemical process of the, the alchemical marriage, the alchemical wedding, is to merge those two. And that's what I was undergoing at the time. That's what I wrote, you know, this book about. And so, hence, Claudia Pavonis was born. It was a female pseudonym. So I had a male pseudonym and a female pseudonym. And so then I put this in the book, that Marty Leeds is not Claudia Pavonis. Claudia Pavonis is not Kevin Ryan Martin McNally. Ryan Martin McNally is not Marty Leeds. What actually are you? As we know... You're not any of these names and terms and stuff like that. What you are is a spark of God. So, so that's that. What is it? What do we got here? For Blind Willie, thank you, Rachel Whitaker. <sighs> thank you so much. Okay. Uh, where are we at? 10.30. You guys still with me here? What do we got here? Ooh, thank you, every all the 14 people that are on over at Rockfin. God bless you. Her name was Priscilla. Her name was Priscilla. Yeah, changed to Mary Monica when she became a nun. Yeah, so it's like there's a thing that is. A, in fact, like Amor's name isn't Amor either. It's 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 Jethro or something. No, it's not. This is his brother's name. But um, yeah, it's not his name isn't Amor either. So um, or Amor. Um, checking my what? What am I checking? Telegram. Telegram. Okay. So, um, some more things. Some credentials. Just so you guys know, I have been around the block. 
as I said, um, I've lived all over. I lived in my car for a while. I was homeless for a while. We lived in the woods for a while. Lived in like the woods in northern Wisconsin for, or, I mean, northern California for a while. Sort of just squatted, you know. Lived on the beach for a while. Lived in Washington, state of Washington. Lived in Oregon with my wife. I lived in Oregon. I don't know, if, I don't know, eight, ten years or something like that. I've uh, lived in Wisconsin, lived northern Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin, middle of Wisconsin, lived all over Colorado, lived on the in Estes Park and the um, gateway to the Rocky Mountain National Park there, hiked all over the Rockies, um, was homeless there for a little stint too, lived in the woods around Estes Park, um, and of course lived in Hawaii, that's where we went off grid after we left Oregon, and then and now we're back, and now I guess we'll have to throw another one on there, maybe it'll be Missouri, I don't know, I don't know. But I've been uh, around, I've been a lot of places and experienced a lot of things, you know. I didn't take your average um, route that most people take. Like I went to college for about a year and a half and then dropped out because I was miserable and completely depressed and fucking hated it and wasn't learning anything. I learned everything, pretty much everything I know by myself, you know, save for a few teachers here and there. Um, but yeah, I've been, uh, we've, you know, been around. And um, I will say this, that nature is pretty much my happy place. That's where, um, you know, I've done a lot of hiking over the years and basically just been out on my own. A lot of solo hiking where, you know, I spend a lot of time in meditation, contemplation, in the woods, complete, you know, in the, wherever. Hiked all over, um, you know, I've got some pictures here. I just figured I wanted to share some of my life with you guys so you guys know who's ranting at you every Sunday. Um, like I said, I'll never do this again. So there's me at Mount Hood. Um, that was in, I don't know, 2009, I want to say. 2009, I hiked uh, the Wind Rivers, did a backpacking trip throughout there, biked the coast of California, or biked half of Oregon and into California, more than half of Oregon, I guess. Biked that whole coast with one of my friends at the time. Um, ah, small axe. You know what I'm talking about, man. You know what this is. This is Glacier. There's me uh, sitting there right next to the lake, my friends fishing there. Uh, hiked Glacier in 2011, lived in Estes Park, hiked all over Estes Park, all over the Rockies. I've probably done, I don't know, dozens and dozens and dozens of hikes all over there. Um, I've been all over Oregon, hiked up in Mount Hood and Crater Lake and just all over Dog Mountain here. Um, hiked in Northern California. Oh, there's me in Northern California. I wasn't really hiking there. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, that was my friend. He lives in Shelter Cove in California, right across from Balderson, actually. And uh, he lived in his tent. He lived. He he had a greenhouse, and he grew green. And he lived in a tent. And this is this is my friend at the time. He's like that. I remember him. And he's like, that's a fucking tree. That's what he said. It's so funny. Anyway, so I've been uh, around. I you know I've I've spent a lot of times uh, in nature, hiking, biking, camping, that sort of stuff. Um. <clears throat> And looking forward to doing more of it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm not a guy that, yes, I'm, and the, the reason I'm bringing this up is that, yes, I'm educated, scholarly. I've, I've, you know, I've really dedicated myself to education for many, many years on my own, autodidactically. But I'm not just some book scholar guy that's just kept his, no, 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 I've been on stage. I've, you know, I've, I've uh, ran, I've been manager of businesses. I've ran, you know, set, like, you know, one couple businesses were multi-million dollar businesses. I was part manager there. I've had, you know, I had my own really, really small business when I was in, um, uh, when I was in Wisconsin for a spell, you know, so I've like run companies, managed companies, you know, I've been uh, educated, scholarly, read books, you know, all over the, you know, all over the spectrum as far as that's concerned. 
but also like out in nature, not just some like book hound or some whatever. A lot of people I think assume that, you know, because we cover math a lot that I'm just some number guy that just sits at home and conspiracies and punches a bunch of numbers in and shit. It's further it's the furthest thing from the freaking truth you could possibly be, really. And that's what's, you know, it's just is what it is, but I don't want to always have to answer for my detractors, but just so you guys know that that's this is this is who I am. This is what my life has been. And so I just wanted to be straight with you guys, you know. Um, I love the nature. I love, or I love nature. I love the outdoors. As you guys know, a lot of what we've learned, of what I've learned, is direct from source. Is not from some book or some teacher or some pr preacher or some, you know, Rami Shaba freaking yogi dude that's coming to be like, well, this is the truth, right? No, I actually had direct experience. Hence why we're Gnostic. Uh, direct experience with the things that we teach and that done through nature really through experiences in uh, contemplation meditation being alone that sort of thing I understand that you know God speaks through nature the world is our classroom to, to, to illustrate that point you know this is the first line of this book the Lord Jesus Christ the first time I saw Jesus was on a trillium flower this is what I mean this is what I mean. When I go to experience the Trinity, I'm not stuck in a book and being like, well, what does it say in Isaiah chapter 7? Whoa. Right? No. You go out and fucking look at the flower. And that'll teach you about the Trinity. And that's what we teach. And so that comes from experience. That comes from being out for hours and days and all of that sort of stuff. Many, many years have I dedicated myself to being out in the, the shticks of it. Right? So that's the perspective that I bring to the table. That's what you know. That's what I. That's where I come from, and that's what I want to share with you guys. Um, just a few more things, and then we'll cut this baby. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I've got some Ruth Scott. Thank you so much. Is that just the one there? No. Oh, it's a it's a download. You, I've got a. Oh my god! Now I got to do work here, baby. You're making me work. <laughs> um. Sorry, uh, Carrie Musgrave, thank you so much. Thank you. Alicia Crawford, thank you. Uh, Julian here, 314. Three, what does that mean? Jackie Traverson, thank you so much, girl. Looking forward to uh, seeing you. Allison Flynn, thank you so much. God bless all of you for the support. I really appreciate that. Okay, so um, I think that's it. Excuse me. Excuse me. Okay, uh, let's keep going. Another thing that I do not do anymore is current events. Like we, when you're here, we're here to learn. And this is this, just this alone, I probably lose about 50, 60, maybe 70% of my audience just by this alone. It is what it is. I'm not going to change it. it. I don't care. Um, I don't really cover current events, right? And in fact, it's so funny. I said, uh, I was asking Jennifer, it, something, something came up in the telegram. I was like, baby, um, do you know who Andrew Tate is? And she goes, no. And I go, good. And that was the end of that conversation. So that's how, that's how up we are about what's going on. And like, we don't care. I don't give a shit about Andrew Tate or is there some guy that just McCarthy thing that just, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. I just caught a glimpse of it this morning. We don't cover the news. You know, if something is, we have to cover it. Okay. If it's, it's you know, relevant to what we're talking about, yes. But I'm not going to go on doing the news of the day. News at this point is propaganda. So anytime you go to the news and are, are you know, saying something to it or trying to combat it or being like, oh, that's a lie, it's all propaganda. So all you're doing is constantly, every single day getting on here, is refuting propaganda. 
Well, that's tiresome. It doesn't really help anything. That's not what we're concerned with. We're here to teach. We want to, we want to teach people about their connection with God. And this, this doesn't really help us. If something is newsworthy, it's, you know, that we have to talk about, yes. But you're not here for, you know, there's lots of other places that you can go that I highly, I'd highly recommend. Go check out Brian at High Impact Vlogs. Chances are he's going to cover what the news is today. He's going to get a great perspective on it. You know, that sort of thing. Go support him. That's not what we're here to do. We're not interested in that. So once again, when it comes to, um, you know, one of the things, that, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up is that I get roped into this sort of thing where people are every day they're on, oh, look, it's a script. It's, you know, the commentary of it. I don't do any of it. I don't care about it. I think it's retarded. That's it. You can go a million other places and get the news of the day. That's not what we're here to do. Right, you know, um, so just so you know, okay. If I have to cover something, I will. But other than that, we're focused on, you know, the Bible. We're focused on learning math. We're focused on learning the stars. We're focused on what we're we're to do here. We're focused on being moral. We're focused on repentance. That's what we're focused on. We're not focused on the political either. I'm, you know, the, one of the reasons again, starting the church was recognizing that it's like, you know, you could talk. Live stream after live stream and endless videos about politics and it leads nowhere. There is no political solution. As you guys know, this is two wings of the same bird, blah, 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 blah. And so we're not focused on that. I don't give a shit what Donald Trump is doing. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't trust any of these people. There's no reason you should trust these people. You know, they're not, you know, they're, they're not talking about where we actually live, the nature of God. Nothing that is of relevance is coming from these people's mouths. So why paying attention to it? Why pay any attention to it? We don't do it. You know, We know that these guys are scumbags. We know that the guy that's currently in office, we know who's behind him and the guy that was in office before him, that guy, we know it was behind you, you pieces of shit. So we're not going to focus on that. Okay, so another thing is we are a flat earth church. I am a flat earther. I don't even mind calling myself a flat earther. Some people are like, well, I don't want to be you know, like, no, I'm a flat earther. I'm, the earth is flat, so I'm a flat earther. That simple. We're a flat earth church. I, in fact, it, it would be next to impossible to even write a book like this without knowing what our true cosmology is. Let's just say that. I mean, I don't know if I mean that totally blanket umbrella statement, but in general. So, I have no problem if you believe different, right? I've had a few people in the last like week or two is like, well, what about this? We're not interested in arguing or debating that at all. This is why I have, this is why I promote every Sunday, I promote the Flat Earth, the app, right? I'm not really engaged in that discussion. I'm not really, you know, I'm not going to debate it and stuff like that. And it's not because I can't. It's just because we've already gone over that. And I'm not the guy to be explaining that out. There's guys like Austin Witsit and Dave and you know, I'll send you over there. This is why we have the app. If you have questions, go to the app. But we're, we're a flatter church. That's what, I, that's what I teach. That's what we promote. That's what we understand to be true. That's what science absolutely proves is true. And so if you are not, if you're like, well, I don't know about that, that's fine. But you don't get to come in here and be like, well, you guys don't understand gravity and physics. That's, this is not the place for you. That's it. If you have questions, there's loads of people here that would happily give their time to um, educating you or can point you in the right directions. Like I said, Javier. Glasses for Willie. <laughs> Thanks, Javier, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. So, um, that's that's that. Okay, we're not going to argue about that. We just had some people come in and be like, oh, you guys were retarded off physics in the Telegram group and we immediately kicked them out and he probably had a problem with it. Oh, well. This, if you're not, if you're fine, if you're not fine with that, that's okay. 
Maybe this is not the church for you. Maybe you're still on a ball but like the church. That's fine. No problem. We're not going to be like, well, you idiot. You just don't get to come in here and disturb the church. That's it. This is what we teach. We're never, we're not going to budge from that. So, um, so there's that. Okay. So, um, another thing, who am I? Why did I start the church? Because I knew even as a young man full of piss and vinegar and liquor, um, that organized religions have failed remarkably, astonishingly down in the dick in the, pardon my language, dick in the dirt, epic failure. On all fronts. All fronts. This includes the Protestants and the Catholics and the Orthodox. Organized, not that, not that Freemasonry would be a religion, but I also feel like Freemasonry has failed us. So that's another reason why I'm not a Mason. I'll cover that in just a second. So the reason we started this church, organized religion has failed. Absolutely. Epically. And so we're just trying to pick up the slack. And that's what I've dedicated my life to. Do you meditate? No, I used to do, this is another question that people have. Um, well, what, how do I get the, how do I get the agnostic experience? Do I need to, med, do I need to sit in lotus position and go, oh, for hours? That might help you. That might be your path. Yoga, this specific meditation, that might be the way that you do it. And that's cool. I'm not like that. So everybody needs to find their own way to, to go into the closet, you know, go to the closet, shut the door kind of thing. That's what it's all about. Going in here, having that meditation, having that contemplation, having that moment of stillness in whatever way that you can get it. I've done sensory deprivation tanks. A lot of them it was expensive, but I loved it. I loved going into those things because I'm such a, as you guys know, I'm such a fidgety little shit bag. So fidgety and like, you know, you know impatient sometimes. That's for things. So I needed something to like be like, hey, go meditate. This thing was super helpful. But as far as like meditation is concerned, hardly ever did I do your traditional classic style of meditation. For me, it was riding bike alone, going out for in the woods or for hikes for hours alone. And I still do it now, you know, going to the sensory deprivation tank, getting that alone time with just with you. So you can, you know, whether that's honing in on your creativity, spending two hours in front of a blank page and a guitar and be like, all right, what do you got? Is something going to come out? The, get, getting into that space and in that moment to me is what meditation is all about. So it does not require you to sit like this. Maybe that's good for you. Maybe that's what helps you. Fine. Um, but so I think meditation, going into that closet and shutting the door is what I mean, is quintessential, quintessential to the Gnostic perspective. Okay. So whatever way you need to, to figure that out, do that. But as far as meditation classic, no, I don't. Okay. Um, work ethic. I, I also say this, it's about the great work down here. It's always been about, you know, work for me. Like you can't, in other words, you can't negate work. Life is work. Okay. So there, for me, there was not, there's not like this place, like I'm just going to get to some place of enlightenment and then I'm just going to sit rest on my laurels and sit in some gold chair and have women fan me and feed me grapes because I'm enlightened or something like that. You're enlightened. Okay. Great. So who, who gives a shit? Go chop wood and carry water. That's what I like. Before, before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. You don't get to, just because you may have um, recognized God or had some relationship with him or had some Gnostic experience or maybe you're more educated in spiritual matters, you've had, whatever it is, that doesn't mean that you're on some high horse and that you're above everybody. Not, not in fact, the spiritual, the true spiritual, you know, um, moment of clarity or whatever is to recognize that you are equal with all people that's why what does christ say it's like love your enemy love your neighbor that's the it's like you know it's the one thing he asks us to do so you're not above anybody 
period. I'm not above you. Because I've been extremely accomplished in certain areas of this life, mean that doesn't mean it's like, well, I, you know, no. Tough, you know, you know, if you get on your high horse, you get all egotistical, self-righteous, that sort of thing, gonna knock that down. Go chop wood and carry water. That's what it's all about. So even if you get to some place where you feel like, ah, I'm spiritually fulfilled, guess what? That doesn't mean the work's over. Okay? Um, I also think, just a few more things. Um... And I promise I'll never do this again. I think spirituality means to be spirited. That's what I think it means. You know, when you talk about true spirituality, it means to be full of joy, to be full of spirit. I think people, because I can get aggressive and things like that, that I walk around like angry all day or something. It's just not the case at all. Like, at all. Like, actually a pretty joyful, goofy, funny guy most of the time, right? Yes, I can get aggressive. Yes, I can have a, a streak or whatever, right? But it comes from passion. It comes from caring. It comes from having a heart that's freaking laid on the table. Okay? Spirit, true spirituality. People want to couch in all these terms. Well, you got to follow this thing in the Bible or you have to go to this ashram here. No, it means to be full of joy. It means to let your, let your light shine before all men. Like oozing out of you. That's what it means. Okay? So hence, what you know, if you see me passionate and that sort of thing, it's because I'm spirited. It's because I'm a spirited individual. A lot of people, I think, are shocked because they've never seen the Holy Spirit work through somebody for, for, genuinely. You know, they've seen these preachers and stuff like that. You know, the Robert Tilton shit. You know, it's like, you're full of crap, right? No, it means to be full of joy. To, like, to exude that light out. To be spirited. And it also means to be in spirit. To mean, to, to means, means to stay inspired. To constantly be inspired in your life. Like when I see like an 80 year old guy, like I just heard this story, this like this 80 year old guy that um, just picked up guitar and he never played, and he's just started learning it. He's 80. Like most people are like, oh, I'm tired. I want to watch the fucking Fox News and, you know, eat my mac and cheese and go to bed kind of thing. And it's like this guy's like picking up guitar. <laughs> he's full of spirit. He's 80 years old or whatever. He's still inspired. That's what true spirituality is all about. You know? It's just to ooze with joy. Okay, a few more things. And then we'll cut this. Thank you all for being here. Uh, why Freemasonry? Um, I'll say this real quick. What is we got? Flat Earth Vegans. You are the man, Marty. Thank you so much, Flat Earth Vegans. Hey, Marty, how do I get the... My dear lady. Hey, Marty, how do I get the... My dear lady. I'm not sure. How did I get a dear lady? Many years of awful relationships <laughs> that's that's how i got my dear lady um so uh i'm not sure what you're asking although what's that how do i get the song oh you can get all the songs at um gnosticacademy.org okay why freemasonry so a lot of people, like, just so you guys know, it's been, and I'm not playing victim here, woe is me. That's not what this is about. But it's been pretty freaking difficult over the years, okay, um, going into the truth community and having my position on Freemasonry that I do. Because everybody else would be like, well, there are a bunch of bags and, you know, child traffickers and they're all demon worshipers, blah, 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 right? It's like, okay, well, I, you know, just so you guys know, I was just honest with it. That's it. You know, I went into masonry, just was like, all right, what, is, what are you guys all about? What is this really all about? I keep hearing, oh, this person's D. You know, you hear all this stuff. Well, I was the kind of guy, because I was, you know, kind of a prick sometimes. 
I was never accepting that. I was like, oh, I don't give a shit what you have to say. What do the, what do they actually mean? What what are they actually about? That led me, as I was saying, when I picked up my first book on masonry, maybe 27, 28 years old, something like that, around then. I was absolutely floored at what I was reading. I had never experienced, I had never read any sort of researchers or seekers, or philosophers, theologians, mystics, whatever it was, talk about any of the topics that were being discussed within that canon of literature. And that included, you know, at this point, you know, we could say dozens, if not hundreds of of authors, of Masonic authors that I've just been, you know, like, damn, you know. So I got into Masonry and I kept hearing all these things about what Masonry was and what people thought it was, you know, in the truther community. Then I just went and saw the genuine article myself. And I was like, well, this is nothing, what do you, like a lot of times I would be shocked. I'd be like dumbfounded. Like, where did you get this? That they're all, you know, are you reading the same thing? And then you find out that they are. And like, can't, you can't read apparently. It's, it was that situation. I continually... I would, I would go online, I'd hear something about masonry, and I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I'd go and actually talk to masons or read, and it was the exact opposite. And so that was incredibly intriguing to me as an iconoclastic kind of guy, as a sort of, um, like I like, like to say, Irish shit-kicking kid. You know, um, I was like sort of I like iconoclastic in that sort of sense, and it was like people were like, well, masonry's bad. I was like, well, is it? And then to find out that it's actually not, I was like, okay, well, I have no problem. I'm just going to come right out and say it. Now, over the years, there are people that refuse to talk to me. They, they refuse to bring up this subject. You know, uh, once again, I can name names. I'm not going to. But um, I, I, to be honest, I'm just going to give my straight opinion. This is me being a little bit of a prick. But I think it's garbage. I think any time I hear somebody be like, yeah, Mason thought, I just, at this point, I pretty much just turn them off. I'm like, if you want an honest exegesis of what masonry is all about, this is the channel for you. Because I'll, compl I'll complain about masons too, right? I'll complain about issues. I just did. I was like, you know, masonry suffered a lot of the same things that the churches have suffered. You lost your way. It doesn't mean it's all corrupt and now they're devil worshippers. It just means, no, you, the, that fundamental stuff, you, you, you know. Anyway, so masonry was, has been one of the greatest as I'm not a Mason, I don't go, I don't, uh, I don't have gloves or an apron. I don't go to a lodge. I don't wear any funny hats. I don't have handshakes. I don't do any of that stuff. Okay. That said, Masonry, Freemasonry has been one of the most powerful forces in my life. Once again, that's who I am. That's the, that's the, my entire history. That's what I've come from. If somebody doesn't like it, or if they don't like that church, the church because of this, we don't give a shit. It's your loss. It's that simple. You're going to learn a lot about Mason. You're going to learn a lot about what they taught on this channel. And you're, uh, chances are you're going to be shocked. Okay? Like I said, go watch the, um, the Albert Pike video. And I don't know how many responses I've gotten over the years being like, Chit, I didn't, jeez, I had no idea. Yeah, I know. I know you didn't have an idea. I'm not being a prick about that or being self-righteous or egotistical. I just know. I've experienced it. I've had experience. I know you don't know what you're talking about. I have no reservations or compunction about saying it. Not because I'm trying to be a prick, but because I want the truth. And that's what I'm dedicated to. And the rest I don't give a crap about. Nothing. Okay? So Freemasonry has been an unbelievable positive force in my life. Okay? Um, hence one of the reasons why 33. So people have asked this over the years. Why Marty leads 33? That was, that was one of the things. Well, as I knew over the years that people had this, this emotional response to numbers and supercharged and it was completely ignorant. It'd be like 33. That, and this happens today. 33, evil number. Anytime you see 33, this blah, 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 whatever. I was, as I said, 
I've been calling that shit out since day one. I always thought it was nonsense. One of the reasons I even made Marty Leeds 33 was, number one, I released my first book, 3233, started my website then. But it was all synchronistic to the fact that I knew that this, I was going into a world of conspiracy theories and stuff like that, and as a theologian, really. And I knew that this number was already supercharged. And people already had an emotional response to it. And I knew, I was like, well, if I put that in my name, chances are I am, that's going to be a filter. That's going to keep out all the RV truths, in other words. And it worked. I was right, just so you guys know. I was one. I'm not right about a lot of stuff, but I was dead right about this, 100% right. It's exactly what happened. I saw a wash of people that were completely ignorant, that were fearing numbers, that had no no relationship to the mysteries or what Freemasonry is all about, and they came running up to my channel. Just they couldn't wait to call me a shill or working for the CIA or whatever it was. I knew that was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. So I, I happily put it out there. Why 33? Well, I'll, another reason, that's allegedly how long Jesus Christ lived. <laughs> Hilarious to me over the years to find people freak out about that and then find out that they're Christians as well. It's like, well, your Savior was, was like... <laughs> so <clears throat> I put 33 on there to figure out who was discerning and who was not. And I was right about that. So... Another thing I'm not interested in, and uh, then we'll, uh, I think we've got a few more here. Another thing I'm not interested in is debates or arguments or any online drama whatsoever. And this will, I'm make it, making this mark right now to say that I have no interest in if somebody's like, well, did you hear what this person said? What do you think about this person? I don't give a shit. I don't care. I don't care. We're here to teach, preach, and learn what, you know, the, this canon of information that I've dedicated my life to, okay? That's what we're here to do. I don't care about if someone said something, or did you hear what they said about Gnosticism and that, I don't care, right? I've learned over the years that most of these people, and I will say this, and I have no, uh, once again, reservations about saying this, most of the people that I've experienced with or had a relationship with online that have any had any criticisms, completely strawmanned. Completely not honest with anything that's actually going on here, actually things that have come out of my mouth or that I've written in this book. So I have no interest in, like, life is short. I'm getting older. I don't have time to argue and fight with a bunch of people that are not going to be honest with me, not going to be honest with the work. I have over a decade, guys, a decade worth of work that most people don't even know exists that the people want to criticize or like debate or argument you okay first the, before you're going to step foot in front of me and make some argumentation or debate first you're going to acknowledge what's going on in the last decade of my life before i give you even one ounce of my time so if you have a problem, i think numbers are stupid i think masonry's faggotry i think this gnosticism is this I, I, we don't care i don't care see ya if you want to be honest, if you want to have an open conversation, if you want to learn, I'm free. I'm here. I'll say this. These are my new business cards. I'll hold this up. Here's my new business cards. There it is. See that? Look, it's got my phone number, everything on there. 808-443-8618. GnosticAcademy.org, info at GnosticAcademy.org. Anybody that actually wants to speak with me, you're going to show me you're an adult. You're going to show me that you're willing to have an honest conversation with me. Then I'll be willing to speak with you. And you can give me a call. Just call me. It's that simple. 
<laughs> Besides Mark Sargent and Wolfgang Helbig, I think I'm the only other person online that just freely gives out his phone number. Why? Because I've got nothing to hide. I'm an adult. I can handle conversations. I can handle conflict. I can handle any of this stuff. But what I can handle is a bunch of people that scapegoat or, um, or you know, or... Um, you know, straw man online or misrepresent a position. If you're going to say my name, if you're going, if my name, Mark Leeds or this church is going to come out of your mouth, you best be man enough to actually give me a call. Otherwise, you can go F the things and stuff. We're not interested anymore. We're adults. We're going to let our light shine before all men. If the people around can't do that, if you're not man enough to give me a call like a damn adult, then we have no interest in speaking. It's that simple. I've, I've been trying to debate people for 10 years, and the only times that I've ever even had a chance has been completely strawmanned. Completely. Misrepresented 100% entirely. I've even asked to, for those people to correct the record and say, look, what you've said about this church, what I write about in books, what had literally come out of my mouth is entirely wrong. Correct the record and then we'll talk. Doesn't happen. It hasn't happened in 10 years. I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm interested in doing this church. I'm interested in educating your children so they don't grow up like we did, full of shit. That's what I'm educated. That's what I'm dedicated to. I'm not, you know. We're interested in discussing ideas, philosophies, theology, cosmology, order, design, pattern, ethics, morals, purpose, purpose, purpose. We're interested in discussing those things, not people, not people. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Hence why you remember like, well, what do you think about whatever? I don't know. I can't think of anybody. Andrew Tate, since I already brought him up. I don't. I don't. And we have no interest in it. Okay? Instead of focusing on, you know, idiots that wear Versace, you know, pants and stuff, we're, we'll just focus on God. How about that? Okay. Um, another thing. Um, as I have said, there's no more pearls to swine as well. We're doing what we're doing here. We're, we're, we're discussing the things we discuss here, and um, we're happy to do it. We're very proud of this church and proud of the people here. It's a great group of people, and we're going to continue to grow that. And we're not pearls to swine. We're just not doing that, okay? So if you want to learn, if you want to know what Marty Leeds has to say, you can buy the books, you can stop by the church, give me a call. The rest of it, I'm not interested. That's it, okay? Um, one thing people asked about was that, um, Jennifer and I do not have any children. And so, and I'm putting a picture here of made by Jim Bob and Owen Benjamin. Now, no offense to these guys whatsoever. It's just that these guys brought this, that brought this up. So that we don't, that Jennifer and I don't have any children and that's not in our future. That's not a possibility for us. Now, let me, let me just say this, that that's, that's private information. Just so you guys know, these are called private parts. It's not public parts. They're called private parts. So that's private information between my wife and I. Our medical history or our, our history in general or any that's private information between my wife and I. It has, it's nobody's fucking business. Okay? So just so you know, that's not, a, God didn't put that in our potentiality. That's not a possibility for my wife and I to, to have children. So, and that's fine with us. We're totally fine with that. That's not like, oh, woe is us or whatever, anything like that, right? We have dedicated ourselves, like I said, since I was 32, 33 years old, to God. I've dedicated my life to God, to teaching people that are ignorant and giving everything up for that. That's what this, that's my, you know, my life will be a conduit for that. So 
if somebody's going to come and straw man and say, well, Gnostics, this, this is the thing that Gnostics don't have children, something like that. And then, you know, it's just like, this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. Like it's a pattern or something. No, no, not at all. Um, freaking Christy Sarasso, she's an admin. She has like three children. Freaking Javier's got three beautiful boys. He's Gnostic. It's like, um, what's uh, Anjay? He's another admin. He's got like two girls, two or three girls. It's like L.C. King. I'm going to be on, uh, you know, L.C. King. I think he was just on Chance's show last night or recently or something. Chance or um, L.C., he's like a Gnostic adjacent is what he, what he is, right? He has an organic farm, a couple children. Chance is considered, uh, you know, Gnostic. I'm pretty sure he's going to have children. So when you hear stuff like this, Gnostics don't have children and then bring my name up. You know how much of a dickbag fucking move that is? We're pro-family. We're pro-children. Just because we don't, which is nobody's business, nobody but my wife and I, just because we don't doesn't mean we're not pro-family or pro-children. Okay? So what an absolute, you know, the, the notion that somebody would virtue signal their children, knowing that children are a gift from God, I think is disgusting. It's disgusting. That's a gift. Some, I, know per, I know people personally that don't have that option, that would love children. I know, I know somebody very personally that has wanted children for many, many years, and that hasn't been an option for them. Were you just going to go and rip on them too? I think it's gross. I think it's disgusting. I think it's childish. And I want nothing to do with that. And no offense to those guys. Literally no offense to Owen Benjamin or Made by Jim Bob. Because I'm not into, you know, drama. I'm not into that. But because this keeps be being brought up, instead of discussing anything in here or what I've done in the last 10 years in help resurrecting an ancient freaking mystical science, instead of discussing any of that, you try to bring up some personal private medical information about my wife and I to disregard this church. I think it's disgusting, childish, and fucking stupid. And immoral. Immoral, immoral. Children are a blessing. They're a gift from God. Because you have them, don't virtue signal your goddamn lives. Did I make my point clear? <laughs> Carl Jung, when he died, had like 13 grandchildren. <laughs> no, Gnostics not having children isn't a pattern. And that's retarded. Gotcha. Amor, by the way, Amor is a Gnostic. He had a, he had a, he had a boy that he lost. And it was tragic for him, you know? So, Interverse Podcast is definitely going to have some little chance in, in Jenny B babies. He's a Gnostic. He's like, I can't wait to impregnate this woman. Anyway, so that is the last time I'll ever discuss that. And if that's ever brought up, you're not invited to this church. Would you say the same thing to Mary Monica, my sister Mary Monica? She didn't have children. It's because she was... She was so narcissistic and all about me, me, me. No, she had dedicated her entire life to other people, charity, and God. It's one of the most noble things you could I could possibly even think of. Would you go to her and be like, why don't you have any children? Maybe that's her personal choice. Maybe that. Maybe she had a choice. Maybe she couldn't. Who knows what the reason is. Either way, it's none of your fucking business. So that's the last time I'm going to 
bring that up because I think it's just absolutely ridiculous. I'm pro-family. As I said, I think Jennifer, in fact, I know Jennifer is happy that we met each other late in life and it just wasn't in the books for us. But it's like, if I had my druthers to do it all over again, right? Like if I could, if I met Jennifer when I was like 22 years old, she'd be pregnant for like a decade. We, I would have like a freaking baseball team, dude. But at like at least an infield. You're going to need a first baseman, second baseman, shortstop, a third pitcher and catcher. You're going to need at least six, if not nine. So, you know, so, so she's happy that we don't have any children because if I had my druthers, I'd probably have, like I said, nine of them. And then life would be, it is what it is. But, so we're pro-family. We're pro-children, okay? So, just so you know, we actually think that, I, my wife and I consider marriage and sex and the whole family thing as extremely sacred, extremely divine. Sex in, in total is, to me, one of the most sacred things you can engage in. Hence why we don't need to talk about, when you understand something so simple, the love between a man and a woman coming together bearing your soul to them, bearing your physical body to them, that whole thing is a divine and sacred thing. Knowing that, do I need to write some, you know, tenant of the order say, well, we as Gnostics don't agree with pornography. Well, is pornography sacred? Is that is that showing how sacred sex is? No. Do I need to write that down and let you guys know that pornography is ridiculous? No. Okay. So, you know, we're, we're pro-family, we're pro-children, we're pro-sex. So, um, so yes, love and sex and, and marriage, that is a completely sacred thing. And that's, um, that's what we, that's what we teach. So, um, a few more things. <clears throat> no, we don't have children, but we do love animals. I worked at the vet. I, you know, like raised animals, had dogs and cats my entire life. We have, I don't know, how many dogs do we have now, baby? We have two dogs, one cat, that sort of thing. Anyway, so, um, yes, I have a very, very big heart for aminals. I love the aminals. So, um, all right, a few more things. Are you an anti-Semite? No, we're not anti-Semitic. So sometimes people come to the Telegram channel, and we'll wrap this baby up. Sorry, it's two hours. So uh, some people come to the, t the Telegram channel, and they're like, oh, what's, like, you guys are like ripping on the Jays and stuff like that. No, we are, we are not an anti-Semite at all. That's, in fact, a Semite that doesn't even make any sense, by the way, really. A member of any of the peoples who speak or spoke a Semitic language, including particular the Jews and Arabs. So if you say you're anti-Semitic, you'd be against Jews and Arabs. Well, we're not against any of them, right? We're just pattern recognizers. So we see that there's, <laughs> there's patterns in the world. You know, the problem that we have with Judaism and the followers of people of Judaism is that that religion is racist and supremacist. By its very nature, it's a ra it's a religion that's based on sacred and profane. Not only that, but that religion is specifically against another religion. It's against Christianity, and so that is the problem. So if we call out the people of the world, like we say, "Well, that's anti-Semitic or it's racist or whatever it is," no, it has no. We love all people, even our enemies, but we have an obligation to call out people that don't care about you, don't care about your tradition, don't care about your family, don't care about your future, don't care about your health, don't care about you in general, think that you're eventually going to be slaves to those people, think that they run the world, think that they have are some chosen status. We're against all of that, 100%. That does come in the form of religion, okay? That does, does that mean all J's are part of it? No, no, it doesn't. But anybody that does um, um, gain from international Jewry or anything like that, you are guilty. And so that's what we call out. So no, we're not anti-Semitic. We just, we do a little pattern recognition. That's it. 
And then we see that pattern and we say, oh, look at this, it's, look at this, that's, a, that's the degree of phylotaxis and that's the degree of phylotaxis and that's the degree of phylotaxis. There's a pattern there. And then we say, let's see, you are in the media and you're Jewish and you're in the media and you're Jewish and you're in the media and you're Jewish. Hmm. That's all we do. So, you know, we recognize the patterns. That's all. I've been with 109 guys. All of them left me. I wonder if it has anything to do with my behavior. <laughs> it's like Greg Allman, after he got divorced the seventh time, he figured, he's like, maybe it's me. <laughs> it's, it's kind of that thing, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but if you would like some books for your reading pleasure, you can check out The Culture of Critique by Kevin MacDonald and The International Jew, Volumes 1 and 2 by uh, uh, Mr. Henry Ford. So, yes, um, we understand that God is love. And that's, the, that's really what it comes down to. Yes, I can get angry with people. Yes, I think some people are ignorant and stupid and all that other stuff. But ultimately, you have to have love for them. Yes, you do have to get your frustrations out. Yes, you do have to call out nonsense. Yes, you have to rebuke evil. These are all parts of the things that we have to do. What I teach, what is part of my being. But ultimately, it's about love. That's what this whole thing is about. Okay? Um, so no, even our enemies, we love them doesn't mean that we're not it doesn't mean Anjay is not going to crack some jokes in telegram about it because he's gonna and they're gonna be funny so um all right i think that's gonna do it i just wanted to say i love my tribe um we, we've only been doing this a year starting the church and we intend to build this do you see what i did there see the triangle the tri and then the b tribe b tribe i love my tribe i love the people that that show up here everybody's been you know of course we have to throw out a few people here and there but all in all, it's great to see people come back. It's great to see people support. It's great to see people getting it. It's great to see people. I've gotten amazing responses on the books. Amazing responses. And so um, I just want to say I love you guys. And I wanted to be forthright with you. I figured, hey, I'll do a, a live stream talking about myself, who I am. That's And I can just have this on the record in case anybody asks me. I can go, hey, go there. Okay? So um, there's that. So thank you guys for being here every week and uh, supporting the work and... Um, just getting into it and I just appreciate it I really do um, this is what we want to do for our lives is educate people you know start get this Academy going get you know pass it on to the next generation and hopefully we'll be successful with that but we can't be successful without you guys it's that simple this is this is just me talking to a camera unless I have you that's that okay so thank you All right I really appreciate you guys showing up and that said, give me your money. Give me all of your money. No, I'm just kidding. If you would like to sign up at GnosticAcademy.org, you can become a member for $14 for three months and $54 for the year. <clears throat> I and, um, and you can also donate through the portal and stuff like that. As we covered today, there's lots of stuff on there. Uh, sermons, lectures, podcasts, documentaries, books, music, all this sort of stuff. So if you And ring the bell for the notifications too because um, sometimes we post stuff and it's not on YouTube. All right, that's going to do it for me. Guys, may you always keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ onto eternal life. Okay, that's going to do it. Next week, we're going to do, um, and we are going to do this. I'm, I'm, I don't want to promise because then I'll screw it up. And then I'll promise that I won't do it. Next week, we're going to do Matthew chapter 3, and then the following week, we'll do Matthew chapter 4. Get back into the biblical stuff. Then after that, I kind of I want to do a few chapters, then do something else. A few chapters, do something else, because I don't want to just stay on Matthew the whole time. To me, that's a little bit boring. So, All right, that's going to do it. 
God bless every single one of you that shows up. God bless for the, 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 the help and the support and, and all of that sort of stuff. And anybody that's bought a book means the world to us, okay? Thank you all. We're going to listen to a song called 54 Days, and it's about my wife. Come on now, baby. And this is when I was trying to get into her pants. So. <laughs> and it worked. It worked. See, this is why you need to write songs, guys. It has nothing to do with connecting with God and understanding metaphysics. Is if you want to get into a girl's shorts, you got to... No, I'm kidding. These are jokes. No, I absolutely was in love with my wife when I wrote her a song. So, and it's called 54 Days, and you can get this on GnosticAcademy.org. That's going to do it for me. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you for being here every Sunday. It's freaking awesome. I love you guys. Seriously. I will see you next week, and that's going to do it. As always, many blessings and much love to all.
to a waxing away And I'm guiding my vessel to you afar Following the path of your north star I'll be wherever you are In 54 days In 54 days